And like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back. And this is Salt Streets Podcast. It is Saturday, October 13th, 1.51 p.m. Go Ducks, fuck the dogs. In that sexy dawn voice. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast. Your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports. Built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we have kind of a a light show today. We're keeping it real light. We're going to be talking about, you know, lies, deceit, capital punishment. Namely, we're going to be tackling a uh, how Donald Trump, the president of the United States, became so wealthy. Spoiler alert, it wasn't a $1 million loan from his father. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. But then after that, we're going to be jumping into some capital punishment, uh, also known as the death penalty. Uh, There's been some recent moves and changes in that, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to be, once again, reaching into the grab bag, pulling out some uh, some great conversation topics. We've got pop culture. We've got sports. We're going to be doing Don's Pick'ems today, finally. We're fucking doing it. Because we've missed two weeks. And that's on us. I have done them, but I haven't done them on this show, just so everyone knows. Oh, yeah, you're not like... Two weeks behind in the pick-ems. I've done them. That would be rough. I'm doing terrible, but I've done them. But I got the Thursday night game this week. I picked the Eagles, so... Interesting. I got it right. Who are they playing? They played the Giants, and they got their ass. They kicked the Giants' ass. Yeah, there you go. Saquon Barkley went the fuck off this, but we'll talk about that later. For sure. And of course, before we get into all the heavy stuff, just a reminder, take a second to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're on right now, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. If you like what we're doing and want to help us out, all you got to do is give us that 30 seconds, put in the review, give us a nice five-star rating. It'll help the show out immensely. We'd love you forever. Follow us on Instagram and at Salt uh, of the Streets. And- <laughs> <laughs> And if you give us a review on whatever you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or whatever, yeah, uh, and you screenshot it and send it to us, you get a discount on your T-shirts, which are available now. Boom. Yeah, we should uh, let's post something on the blog about that. Yes, about all that good stuff I too. Just to- it in the episode announcement last week, but did not post it individually. Word, but we will. We'll put a picture up in that post, <laughs> and we'll put some words in there. Um, and I feel bad now because I'm not. We're none of us are wearing our shirts, but we wear them all the time. No, but you know what they look like. That's I posted right. on Instagram and shit like that. But we'll post it on Facebook so people can see and on the website. Um, but certainly, if you follow us on any of those things, any social media, you've seen us wear a yeah. streets T-shirt before. For sure. So, and uh, yeah. So sorry. To give us a review. Give send us a screenshot. You can do that if you follow us on Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Yeah. Give us a like on Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Check out our weekly blog and everything else that we do at saltofthestreets.com. If you're the type to enjoy a video podcast, <laughs> then check out the Salt of the Streets YouTube channel. You can also there give us a uh, you know in, get involved in the comments. If you got something to say about any of the topics we cover in the episode, anything that you want us to cover, anything at all, you can reach us. In the comments on any of our social medias, you can hit us up on our personal social medias. I am at Big Burf 
Big Bird Uffy on I, both the Instagrams and the Twitter machine. Yeah. And I am at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram and salt of the street on Twitter. Boom. It's not difficult. It's not. It's not. So. It's easy to find. You At can do point, it. We believe in you. In. It's not that hard. <laughs> 35 episodes in. Yeah. It seems fitting that we should talk about. What do I Trump dog millionaire. <laughs> T-dog millionaire. I was like, wait, what do I call For him? episode 35. Yeah, it just makes sense. And so I think without any further ado, do you know, we're not. Yeah, we can just jump into uh, how exactly did Donald Trump get rich? Lies. Lies and, and deceit. And also known as fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. It started it started with his dad. Okay. So I don't, I don't think we should. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about, like, we'll break down most of the story. But if yeah. you want the full details, the best place to go is the uh, New, York New York Times. Times. Yeah, put up the full article, which is long as fuck, right? And so you can read that, which we did. Or... You can also listen to the episode of The Daily from last week that is called How Trump Really Made His Money. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that'll give you a pretty good overview, you know, of the things in the article. The article's a little more detailed, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the article takes some time. It's a lengthy one. Yes. But uh, I think it. this all took place, I think, over a year-plus-long investigation. Yes. You know, it reminded me a lot of, like, Spotlight. Yes, just because we watched that, it was like... We said that last week, but I agree. And it's just, it's one of those really big, deep, investigative journalism, you know, dives that just uncovered a ton of shit just through public records. And, you know, then you start linking timelines together and stuff lines up and you go, wow. But we'll get into all that as we kind of progress. Hella documents. Yeah. But I wanted to touch on something real quick before we do this, just because... I had a conversation with someone yesterday regarding, uh, you know, the the media, the mainstream media, and then how, like, Trump just refers to, like, the failing New York Times as, you yes. know, hashtag fake news and all yes. this stuff. And I just, I want to, and I feel like we, we say this all the time, but just remember that just because something is called fake news, or even if something like the New York Times in one of their op-ed columns or something publishes a story that is just complete garbage. It doesn't necessarily mean that the New York Times is indeed like a fucking fake news outlet because it's not. They still do great journalistic work. It's just if the only thing you read and pay attention to it is the op-eds and the, you know, the editorial page and stuff like that, that's not getting a good representation of what these media outlets do. You know, New York right. Times, Washington Post, they're always getting crapped on by, you know, I'd say the Fox News crowd. And then, of course, T-Dog Millionaire himself. Mr. President. Mr. President. But, yeah, it's not true, man. They do some really good work. And this article, I think, in particular was was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll link to the uh, the article. There's a couple of them. There's a couple interactive ones, too, that go with it. And then, yeah, I'll have all the links for them. I'll, I'll, I'll link them to the show notes in the YouTube video, and then I'll send them to you so you can post them on the old, the old uh, podcast. Perfect. And that way, if you want to get it from the horse's mouth, feel free. I'll see if I'll, I can also link the uh, podcast from the daily. I don't know how to do that. 
But we'll try. We can share it. Yeah. If not. I've shared it before. We yeah. Share it. We can do that. For, for show. <clears throat> we can tweet it out. We can tweet out that fucking podcast. Faux show. Shit. Oh, yeah. I could. I'd definitely rep the daily, man. Yeah, we can do that. I listen to that show every morning. Yes. That and. Up first. Up first. NPR. Quality. Yeah. I got my, I got my weekly list. So where do you think we want to tackle this thing first? How should we approach this story? Because it it goes essentially back to when Donald Trump's father, Fred Trump, was around 15, 16 years old. Yes. When he first got into the construction game in Brooklyn. And, you know, the, the article starts off. It, if you want to abbreviate it. You know, portion of that, the, the daily podcast is, I think, a good example. Yeah. it's a, It fills you in on all the major stuff. But anyways, yeah, he's Fred Trump, Donald Trump's dad, got into the construction game when he was a young man, 15, 16. And, you know, he just started doing it a little different than everyone else. He started building houses by kind of acting, I think, as one of the first probably general contractors, right. I'm assuming. <clears throat> it's kind of hard to tell how that lines up, but it's. From everything I've read about this, it sounds like he was kind of one of the first general contractors to just start building homes and developing homes and apartment buildings and stuff like that. Well, they and, said that he was running crews 24 hours a day. Yeah. To, like pound shit out super fast. And he'd personally hire all the masons, all the all the various phases of construction. He'd personally hire them and then he'd, yeah, he'd run them double shifts through the night. Just output. Yeah. Output on output on output. And I would doubt that there was any kind of minimum wage laws back then. I mean, I'm sure there might have been. I don't know when I the minimum wage came in. They said it was, but it had to be in like the 50s, right? Yeah, it's got to be. So, yeah, because he, he, when they talk about when he kind of, not to give it away yet, but when he kind of took over and started fucking with his dad's will, yeah, screwing with it, uh, he was like 80 something. Right. And that was oh, back shit. in like 2000 and no, it was like early 1990s, I think, right? When he started fucking with his will? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because that's when he was in the 80s. So, I mean, you're talking, I mean, it's, it's, it's way back. He was, Jordan it was early was, on. Jordan says his dad was born in 1904. 1904. So, so yeah. I'm talking about by the time that he's like, we just had 15. Crew, he's got to be 30 years old. Yeah, probably. So, from 1930, 1940. But. I don't think it really matters that either much. Either way, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. What year did fucking minimum wage? I don't know. Minimum wage implemented. That's a good thing. I feel like it's in the 60s. Not that that's particularly relevant. But no. I'm fucking interested. Yeah. So, um, but either way. So, Donald Trump's dad. What's his name? Fred Trump? Fred Trump. Fred Trump. Um, he did that and, I mean, ended up being one of the largest. 1938. So there probably was a minimum wage at the time that this happened. Yeah. Um, anyway, he ended up being one of the largest real estate people in New York. Yeah. Right. Um, and then when he owns all of this stuff, he starts putting the buildings in the names of his children. Mm-hmm. So Donald Trump at the age of three owned an apartment building with some like 50 apartments or some shit like that. in Yeah. 72 unit. And so his dad is paying rent to his three-year-old son, which yeah. in, its, 
Yeah. That's not cool. You can't do that. It doesn't 52. work like that. It's 50, 50, yeah, 52 50 unit apartment. Fucking out here. Uh, that was when he was 17 though. Oh, that. But okay. yeah, yeah, when he was uh, three years old. There was there was a building in his name. Yeah, that's when he got he started. He became his father's landlord. Yeah, at age three, three years old on paper. Now this is all. This is where it just starts to get super fucking shady, because this is where the fraud essentially comes into play here. Because you can't do that. That's not. That's not legal to do. No. It may have been back then, but you know, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so the the base lie of, you know, my dad gave me a million dollar loan. I paid him back with interest. His kind of his go-to line is just a flat out lie. Right. Provable Absolutely. 100%. And he's been saying that for a really long time. Yeah. He's been saying that same line for a really, really long time. And that's just because that's what he does. He right. just talks. And I think as this story develops, you realize how much of that comes into play to his success yeah it's the the projected image of success pays dividends because people think you're successful so they right. give you those opportunities and but that comes later and um, that's pretty much the next thing right it's because then he's then he he when he's 17 he owns all i mean he on paper owns all these buildings yeah that his dad has been putting in his name so he has all this money on paper and so he's able to go and get money and loans from banks to mm-hmm. buy his own shit to have that. Um, and then... And I don't even know how much of that he actually did himself. Because it seems like most of the buildings and the offices, like his first office building, yeah. was built by his dad. Well, certainly he can't be held accountable for things that happened when he was a minor. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing he can do about that. If his dad, when he's three years old, his dad is just writing his name on pieces of paper that's making him. He's like a pawn. Making at that him point. his landlord. But yeah. when he starts to actually acquire things himself, you know, it's at that point that you know that he is aware and complacent in what's going on. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, complacent. So what, so what, on happens, board. what happens in between that and the shit with the will? Because I know that there's some stuff. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, him and his dad become really close. Yes. Um, they. I mean, Ooh. that's kind of how they. This whole family thing. It's. Collective I mean, it's purchasing. Yes, the yeah. collective purchasing. Which. Now, uh, I don't. Is that illegal or is it just a shady business practice? Now, when you say collective purchasing, what are you talking about? If that's when him and his dad would buy things of like a fuckload of stock at the same time. Or yeah, that like, is, it is. Or his dad would buy it and then Donald Trump would talk about it and then the yeah. price would go right the fuck up because that's how it was at that time because yeah. Donald Trump is I mean, that's like essentially, and, it's almost like insider trading. Yes. And it's got to be some kind of, it's another, it's another type of fraud. But yeah, essentially what they started to do was... In the early 80s, and actually it was the it was the New York Times that kind of really blew up his spot because they did a big interest piece on him, you know, and they they gave him the uh, kind of his devilishly good looks back when he was younger, saying that he was the, you know, the next Robert Redford or something like as handsome as yeah, Robert yeah. Redford. Or, and had like a fucking bajillion dollars. Yeah. And he just, they, they really blew up his spot and made him a, a business celebrity really early on and that's when he realized 
between him and his dad that, you know, there's a good example in the article of when he he made a public statement that he was going to be taking a position at at the time the nation's biggest airline, which was American Airlines. Yes, that's and what it was. A week before he said that, his dad had bought stock in American Airlines. Trump goes out there. He says, hey, you know, I'm this playboy. I'm this super, you know, super rich celebrity businessman. And so then he goes out there. He makes a public statement about how he's going to take a position. So the stock starts to skyrocket. And then they tried to play it off so that his dad would sell the stock when it was high before it went back down. Yep. And it worked out sometimes and it didn't work out other times. Uh, but, but there was a there was an instance that they found in the records where he made $40,000 in, I think, a week from one of these instances. <clears throat> but, I mean, they do that back and forth and back and forth for decades. Yeah. Making money off of the personality. Right. Which I think you time. could draw some strong lines to – some of the stuff that he says and talks about today. Because most of the time, Donald Trump didn't even end up buying any of that stock Mm-mm. or doing anything that he said he was going to be doing. He just said it and his dad could take advantage and then he didn't have to follow through because who really gives a shit? You know, yeah. he's already moved on and is talking about doing something else. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so the big thing, it just kind of, they have this, this black and white record of going back, pulling public records and tax returns from his his father and looking at all the the land purchase, you know, documentation and all this stuff. And there came a point, and I think it was in the early 90s, where this whole thing takes kind of a drastically fraudulent turn. The whole thing is pretty sketchy and probably illegal up to this point anyways. Yes. But a lot of it would be hard to prove, I think. But anyways, we, we, we move forward. And... The New York Times had looked, they got a hold of a, a three-page portion of his 1995 tax return, right? It's showing that he... Anonymous, anonymously sent to them, right? Yeah, anonymously sent to them. It was from sitting in... From someone at Trump Towers. Yes. So. Yeah, it was some from somebody at the Trump Tower. And it, it showed a loss in 1995 of almost a billion dollars. Yeah. Because at this point, he had been buying up yachts and casinos and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, all of his bad investments started to turn to crap and he started to hemorrhage money on it. But he couldn't appear to show that in his lifestyle because the only thing he had is an image. It's the only thing he really had to his name was an image. Um, And so him and his siblings... Well, I guess we should probably go back to when he I think he had a group of lawyers draft up a an addendum to his father's will. A new will. A new will. Just a whole new will. That gave Donald Trump, I think, majority control over the the estate that he was going to leave behind. Because, yeah, when his father died. Yeah, because when his – I mean, he was in the uh, his late 80s at this point. His health was kind of dwindling. He had – you know, early onset, like uh, the early signs of dementia and stuff like that. Yeah. And so they were trying to make some moves. Trump was trying to get a hold of some more control into the empire. And essentially what happened is when this whole thing kind of blew up, all the kids, because I think there's four or five total. Something like that, yeah. They all realized that their father had 
an absurd amount of money and an absurd amount of assets when it came to, especially real estate assets. And they didn't realize just how much money they, you know, they, he truly had a fuckload, a ton, billions, and a lot, most of it in cash. Yeah. And so they realize at this point that when dad dies, there's this terrible thing called an estate tax. The death, the death tax, tax, as it's commonly referred to. 55% of his, their father's fortune would have to be forfeited to Uncle Sam. Which I think is really fucked up. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the death no, tax. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Not at all. If it's, if it's all honestly earned money that you've already paid taxes on, then back the fuck off. Like, Still your money, give right? Give this to my children. Yeah, yeah, I've already paid taxes on it. Fuck you. You should get it just because I die. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. I don't really want to talk about that. that's a totally another subject. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that maybe when we, we talk about death penalty or something later. Um, yeah, where was I? We uh, so yeah, they realized how much money he had, and they started to get yeah, they started to get concerned about that that death tax essentially the fifty five percent. So they started scheming. As they should be. That's a fuckload of money. If you it is billion dollars. $550 million just goes straight to the government. That is fucking crazy. That yeah, is absurd. $550 million. <laughs> Over half my dollars? That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Well, you're dead. You don't need it, right? Well, you can't give that to your kids, family. You know what I'm saying? If I got no kids, I got nothing, then do something with it. You know? Yeah. It goes back to America because I got no one to give it to. But if I've got fucking several, if I've got five children, then fuck off of my dollars. Or maybe, I don't know. You could do so many things with it, but That's yeah, crazy. no. The government has no right to take your money after you die. That's bonkers. Bonkers. I'm, ups- I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I'm highly upset about yeah. this. And so anyways, this is when they get into the really fraudulent stuff. Because they turn around, the siblings turn around, and they start a company called, oh, where is it? I wrote it down. Oh, all county building and, and supply, all oh. county supply and building. What did I do with the name of that thing? All yeah. county building supply and maintenance. Um, and so essentially what this did, right, this was what we would call an invoice padding operation, which is a form of fraud. And so how this works is that Fred Trump, their dad, essentially bought everything that he needed for his entire empire wholesale. He needed a, I like the way they, they phrase it in the daily. He needed a refrigerator. He'd write a check for a refrigerator. Right. He needed a washing machine, wrote a check for a washing machine. Because he, because of the way that he started as like that general contractor style, he just still did that. That's how yeah. the whole everything was still run. So yeah. He just ran everything just himself, yeah. essentially. And so anyways, the kids start this this new company called All-County All Building Supply and Maintenance, and they work directly with their dad. And so what they become is essentially their, the supplier. And so they go out, they buy the wash machines, they buy the dryers, they buy you know the light fixtures and the air conditionings, the boilers, and then they turn around and they charge Fred Trump a, you know, a marked up price. Right. And then they pocket that money and... They now, it's essentially become an asset transition from the father to the kids, which is illegal to do that because then you're also 
Yeah, because of the invoice padding effect like that. You're, it's 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 called fraud is what it is. You're just finding a way can't to... You can't do that, Mr. President. Yeah, you can't do that. It's not cool. It's also probably beyond statute of limitations. So they do, they do this, and I think that was in 1990. It was right after all of his... His finances, everything started to go to crap. So it must have been yeah. mid the mid nineties, and well, all this stuff starts happening. We never finished up that once. I'm sorry, you can. Yeah, no, because I'm bouncing around here. It's yeah, kind of we, hard to. We never finished up because we were talking about the death tax, right? So we never finished up talking about the death tax because once they found out about that, they hired the lawyers that you were alluding to before. Right? Yes, they hired people to re reassess the value of all of Fred Trump's assets and yeah. all of the things that he owned right and so they they hired these people to reassess them at a way lower value so they so the taxes would be shit when mm-hmm. he died and then afterwards they can get him reassessed again and it'll be for their true value and they'll have all of the money again or most of the money again yeah um which is fucking fraud you, absolutely you cannot do that like that you yeah. absolutely cannot fucking do that it is illegal to submit a bogus appraisal you know appraisals have to be they have to accurately accurately reflect market value yeah and when they don't especially on purpose because every assessor or appraiser is going to be a little different but for the most part it's all going to be Around in the ballpark the same but we're talking buildings that were appraised for two million dollars actually being worth more like 40 million dollars yeah you know we're talking an insanely amount less yeah and then over the course of the five percent of true yeah. value that's fucking ridiculous and so that that lowers the percentage that the government could take out on the death tax because they're not worth anything apparently yeah you know so says the appraisal um and yeah that's just another aspect of that that fraud aspect that comes to play in all of this <laughs> yeah you know you I mean you're you're defrauding the government you're cheating the irs because uh, now once you've appraised those houses lower your taxes go down yeah you know i mean all this stuff it's right. just so not only what you would lose in the death tax but also the taxes that you're paying every year mm-hmm. or jack shit yeah and i showed here because that timeline where they looked at you know trump's tax return and then saw that he lost almost a billion dollars when exactly, because Rachel Maddow had later on, um, she had had, remember that big release where she yeah, had a, yeah. a page from Trump's tax return from 2000 and where did I write her name? Eight or something like that, I think. Maybe 2003? Yeah, six billion, 2004. No, 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 no. Where's Rachel Maddow? Where's Rachel Maddow? I know, hard <laughs> to find Rachel Maddow. Six months later, okay. Yeah, so it was six months after the Times had gotten those tax returns from 1995. Rachel Maddow on her show had somehow gotten a hold of a single page of Trump's federal 2005 return. Do you want to know something weird? What? The day that that happened, mm-hmm. I like just happened to be watching MSNBC at that time. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. And I don't remember why, um, because the dude that's on before her. Mm-hmm. Chris Hayes, I actually kind of like him. Like he's yeah. like a pretty good guy. Um, and I used to watch TV, like cable TV, when I came home, but I don't do that shit anymore. Um, so I did that, and then she like opened up with, you know, we have fucking obtained like 
the you know these pages of tax returns from President Trump, and in five minutes, I am going to go over this information. Five it's minutes, groundbreaking. An hour later. No, I think it, it was. I mean, probably more than five minutes, but it wasn't that long later because I wouldn't have watched for that long okay. to find out. Um, but I did. I did hear that like break on her show, and I was mm-hmm. like, You're "Like, yo, this is weird." Because I thought it was weird. The reason that this is a big deal, even if it is past the statute of limitations, right, is because President Trump broke this decades-long tradition where the president forty plus over, years, yeah, forty plus years, where the president turned over his tax returns just as an act of good faith and full disclosure that he's not yeah. a piece of shit. It's called transparency saying? that he hasn't been fucking over the government his whole life, and so now it. Gives a little more subs. It substantiates. How do you like that, Colin? Substantiates. Uh, substantiates the claims that people had when he was refusing to turn them over of why he was refusing to turn them over. You know what I'm saying? It's, like it's not proof, but it certainly is sus. Suspect. It's suspectful. Oh, oh, what did the ducks do? What did the ducks do? Oh my God! A touchdown to tied up because the Huskies had got a touchdown, so it was 17-10 for a couple minutes, and it is oh. now 17-16. Oh my god! This is the best fucking game I've watched <laughs> all year, and I'm watching it on a goddamn cell phone, and it's fantastic. That's hilarious. Shout out to fucking Ty Deli. Ty oh Deli. Yeah, Justin Herbert broke off to the left, hucked it on the move to the corner of the fucking end zone. <laughs> god damn it! That's beautiful. That's funny. One toe, fucking in there. Oh my god! I love call college. You only need one foot inside, but. NFL, you, you got to have the two. You know, you got to tap both of them. College, you just need the one. I forgot. They re- you reminded me of a topic I wanted to talk to you about in sports today. Like, Ooh. Yeah, that's fucking in there. That's close. That's fucking in there. Yeah, he's in. But yeah, yeah, I think he's clearly in. That's a close one, but clearly, clearly in. Oh, dog. That's all the way in the end zone. Money. He's fucking in there. That's 17 16. God, this is a good game. That's great. I'm excited to talk about this at work on Monday. Like, there's Beautiful. some things in sports because all those boys are so into sports. There's yeah. some things that I'm like excited to go in there and be like, what the fuck did you guys think of this? Like, yeah, man. But there's some things that I'm more excited to talk to you about. Drew Brees is one of those things because mm-hmm. I feel like you'll, you'll appreciate more of what I have to say about it. But yeah, I can't wait to do that. Cause that was such, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that in sports. Damn, we are tied up 17 17 with 14 seconds left in the second quarter. Look at this that. is fantastic. Going into half Ducks time. just tied up. Yeah, that was great. Beautiful. I'm a huge fan of what's going on. <laughs> huge fan. <laughs> oh, sorry, we can so, continue now. Yeah, let's bring it back to Rachel Maddow releasing those tax returns in 2005. Yeah, weird, weird, super weird. And so that happens. And then, so that makes the Times look at at that one billion dollar loss, and the two thousand five federal tax returns showed that he made over a little over one hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, and so somehow he had turned it around to now. It's essentially you're looking at a billion dollar flop, right? In five years, ten years, how do you go from? Losing almost a billion dollars to making to now making a hundred and fifty plus million dollars, because right. I mean that shows that you have increased your sales or whatever to almost you know, like over a billion dollars to now be profitable, years, which is a lot of money to be to make. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? and that was during the time that the rest of this all county 
you know, building supply and maintenance was going down, all these different fraudulent acts are so okay so because i just put that together what you just said is that when he's getting that extra money from his dad is in between the time of the billion dollar loss and the million dollar gain is when he has that fake ass company yeah yeah because they started it in in 1992 and this was probably in the middle of when he started to all his investments were going bad yeah and it started out small but by 1998 that company was making millions and millions of dollars a year and so you can see how all of a sudden he could he could actually turn that around and start to actually be profitable 10 years later all he had to do was survive in the meantime and i think just through sheer willpower and charisma alone he probably did just do it quick like a band-aid open up those delicious are those peanut butter crackers yeah Oh, Jordan's banana. In here. She's in studio. My wife needs a little snack. I'm just Absolutely. Got to fade. Just feed that little up baby. The whole pack, though, so it's not like a continued. <laughs> and yeah, I think that really. That made me think a lot. And it made me think to. Fucking sketch, dude. It, it Could this be the reason why he didn't want to show his tax returns? I it mean. May, it would make sense. It would definitely make sense. And. Unfortunately, at, by the time you get done reading this article and stuff, you realize that pretty much all of these these fraudulent actions or possible fraudulent actions that we could now look at, if we could see his you know, his tax returns and see that, they'd probably all be past statute of limitations for those types of crimes anyways. Yeah. And so essentially the worst thing that you could do would probably the IRS could turn around and well, get back taxes it and depends. stuff like that. But it depends on if he continued to do that or not. Because if he hadn't been caught that whole time, what's to say that he hasn't been and this is not what I think, right? But this is just mm-hmm. what's to say that he's not been doing that all the way up until the point that he's been president? I mean I wouldn't doubt yeah. it. Because there's a lot of people that said that he never even thought he would be president. You yeah. Know? That he didn't really want to be. He never thought he would be. Whatever any combination of those things. His friend people Larry that. King he was on Ruben a couple weeks ago, and, and he used to be really good friends with Donald Trump. Yeah. Hasn't called him since the day he became president and just said, screw you, I'm done. But Larry King was a good friend of his. They used to meet at the diner all the time, and, and he just – he never thought for one minute that he should ever be a president. Right. You know, he's a character, and he said he was a, he was a really nice guy, or very personable and all this stuff, and a very loyal friend. But he would he should never have ever been president. No. You know? I have good friends that I, I think are wonderful people. Would do I think they could be a good president? No. <laughs> not at all. But it just goes to show you that when an old friend like that also goes, dude, what's going on here? You can't there's so many questions behind it. And it almost makes me question if we should have kind of that mandatory like a mandatory look into a president's taxes after this. It makes me wonder that, especially because it's a public office. So we can honestly, I mean, we can require anything that we, we choose right. to be done. I mean, especially in 2018 plus, you know, I think it might be a good idea to have a, as much transparency as possible going forth. If you can understand that, oh, shit. especially when you're talking about the, the person who now, due to legislative failures or executive actions, can essentially revamp the entirety of our national trade 
on a whim. He could do whatever he wants to that because there's a clause in the because usually all trade deals are supposed to be handled by Congress. Yeah, they have to be handled by the legislature unless it is a matter of national security. So, and you can always make a legally persuasive argument that trade in itself is a matter of national security. Yeah. And so that gives the president leeway to just make and cut as many deals as he wants. He, I mean, you've seen it with what he's done to NAFTA, the TPP, all the stuff. And we talked about it last week, building this kind of a la carte trade system now where it's like, well, we don't really care about the old deals anymore. We just want to focus on you one-on-one. We want to focus on you one-on-one. Everyone else, whatever. You guys are, we'll figure it out. Right. You know, we just finished up trade talks with Japan, I believe, South Korea, you know, we're renegotiating all of our trade deals that were covered under TPP right. and NAFTA. And the only reason that, the, that we have one guy in one administration that handles all this stuff is because the Congress has essentially neutered themselves by allowing this to take place. Because <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it's in the Constitution. It's supposed to be a legislative matter. Yeah. Because the people should decide. Because that's the way it works in a representative democracy. The people decide on what they think is best for the country as as far as national security issues, trade issues, and those are all things that are supposed to be done through the legislature. Well, and I think this is this kind of goes to something that we've talked about before. Um, let me just write something down real quick. Fill in, take them notes, baby. Um, it goes into something that we've talked about before, which is handing over more and more power to the executive branch, mm-hmm. right? That since I think that you could go back to probably several different points, but a good easy starting point for a lot of people, even my age, right, is um, George Bush. You know, how many things did we allow George Bush to do under the guise of national security? You so know? many. I mean, the, the fucking Patriot Act. You know what I'm saying? We allowed him to come into your home and into your private life under the, under the name of national security. And it's only continued all the way through his administration, the Obama administration, and now that the president is now able to take control of trade, you know, and do things that benefit him. And something else that I think should be considered, right, is in this sweeping overhaul of the tax system. That he had him and his administration had such a heavy hand in writing, mm-hmm. right? With so much stuff that's done, I don't know that there's any way that anybody has gone through every single thing that was changed in the time that all that was done, right? So who's to say that there weren't things changed that do away, you know, that make whatever he part of what he did legal now? Yeah, you know, because we don't even know what he did. You know, we don't know all these weird, the, what you said, the invoice padding and all this bullshit. We don't know all of these little tricks that he had over these years. So we don't even know what type of shit he just wiped away, you know, yeah. or could have wiped away. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just providing alternative theories, possibilities as to what could have happened. Yeah, but, without actually being able to even have an idea what's in there and just be able to correlate between you know the you know the stuff that happened in all county and what his dad did and that you can you can see see in black and white that is legally bound to him right but other than that you can't see personally so you have a track record of all the shady shit and it has continued and just the few little spot checks we've had on his income with those tax returns it looks 
like a huge red flag, like something somebody should look at. Well, and even it just looks, you know, you want to talk about 5149. Yeah. I mean, I think that is a thing that seems so suspect that maybe, maybe we can't do anything about it. Maybe we can't. Maybe we should take legislative action now to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Because if somebody goes up there and proves that you can get away with it and be like, well, no, I'm not going to, you don't have any right to look at my taxes. Well, now that's setting a new precedent. We broke from 40 plus years of tradition and now we've set a new precedent that this is okay to do. Well, and even even if we can't verify that any of the weird tax shit that he did because we can't look at his taxes, you know, it's a mm-hmm. problem that it, it opens up the door for speculation like yeah. that. You know, now that this report has been done that is obviously legitimate, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have any way to actually trust that what the president and his administration said is the truth on on this report. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's Well, and I think you would probably agree with me that I think it's a failure on, I don't know, could you say it's a societal level failure that this report did not get into any of the mainstream media to the point that it needed to because it was overshadowed by... Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Yeah. I mean, this is slightly more important, you would think. I think, and you also would think that in, I think, I think it is, it is surprising that it it was not bigger with as many different news sources that are out to do anything and report anything they can to take down the president, even one notch. It is insane that this is not on every fucking news channel. Still today. But it's, it's because, I don't know. Maybe we we probably felt more confident that Brett Kavanaugh would be confirmed. You know, so there's people that are still at that time were fucking hyped up about it and weren't sure what was going to happen. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, it's it's this huge race. It's this huge fucking whatever. And we're like, well, probably, you know, we've been saying since he had the original hearing, he probably will be confirmed. Yeah. Even even then, when we said he shouldn't be, he probably will be, yeah. you know. And then when the first allegations came out, yeah, no, he'll probably still be confirmed. After the additional testimony, him and Blasey Ford, yeah, no, it's unfortunate. And he may be lying, but he'll probably be confirmed. And then yep. the following week, look at that. On the fucking show, he's confirmed. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't. Called it. Yes. We but called this just, months ago because yeah. we knew that this, this is how this is going to work. And the problem with like what we talked about last week, the destruction of that system with all the people that played that played part in it, but Harry Reid is mm-hmm. the one that catches the most shit for it, right? All the people that played part in taking down the filibusters and the mandatory whatevers, like that's the problem. You know, mm-hmm. at this point you don't have to get anybody on the other side to work with you. No. Nope. You can just get someone that works for everybody in your party. As long as you got fifty, get the vice president on it, you're fucking good to go. And you know why? That that this Like you said, it doesn't matter anymore. They can just push whoever they want through. Because without that filibuster potential, without the ability for the opposing side to To shut it it down, no one – it's just a matter of how many votes you have. And so – Without the required 60 for someone to get in. Yeah. And in my mind, that's – you know, a lot of people would argue, well, if you you didn't take the filibuster out, we wouldn't be able to get any judges on because – Political bickering would just shut everything down. Then pick someone who works for the other side. 
that's how it should be. Yeah, it know? should be. If the you know if the legislature, especially at the Senate level, if they are not willing to pick somebody and not willing to fill a judgeship, and now we're two years into it, and we have all these emperor federal judgeships, and and the Supreme Court has a seat that's been open, or two Supreme Court seats have been open, the people will start to demand action, and that will reflect in a vote. Right. And you will get people in there that will either work together to figure it out or whatever. You're going to change the balance of power, whatever. But something will happen. But without those those fail-safes anymore, there is no – it's just whoever's in power has got the power. You know, you got a 51 minor majority. That's all you need to do anything. And there aren't enough people – not enough people have enough time to pay the amount of attention they would have to to politics – to be able to foresee the instant change that their votes take place in. You know, yeah. like it's so few people are able to think, okay, so when I vote for my representative this year, in two years, what's that going to look like? I have to think about the po- the possible potential legislation and things that can happen. How old are the people on the Supreme Court? Oh, I have to look up how many fucking federal judgeships are going to be up next year for people to be filled in. How many, you know, how many people in the federal judge system all fucking 300 or whatever, how many of them are getting old and they're going to retire? You know, how many people might die over the next two years that I have to consider that my representative or in the next six years that I have to consider my senator is going to, is going to have to vote on? Yeah. You know, that's no one, no one has the time to think like that, you know, unless it's your job to do that. So this, it's a failure, not only of the system, but of the, but of the people, because we as a society don't have enough time to see that, mm-hmm. you know, like and that's, I will, that's what you're there for. Like that's what the representatives are there for is to help us do that. And I also have another thing to add on top of that. The most important, one of the arguably most important rights we have is the freedom of speech, right? Freedom yes. of the press. And we, the press, the media, if you will, they have a responsibility to report the news, right? And at least the, I don't want to say just mainstream media, but the media in general has failed to meet that responsibility responsibility that they have so severely that even if you are somebody that, that can come home and have the ability to say, like, watch the nightly news or something yeah. for an hour... You're not going to get informed. You got to do a lot of research yourself yeah. on top of that. To and really so this is a this is a failure on the media side to to do their job responsibly and be able to inform the public in the best way that they can, so that you can have an informed electorate. Yeah, and we don't have that. You and you and me know just exactly how long it takes to stay informed as much as you possibly can. Longer than longer than we have, longer than we yeah. can commit to it. We still don't have all that shit down. I, I no. can't answer all those things I just brought up. I, I can't answer any of that. I don't no. know how how old any of the Supreme Court justices are. I don't none of that shit. You know what no. I'm saying? So I don't. So I'm saying unless it's your job to do that, yeah, no one has that information. And if no you fail to meet the responsibilities, you are failing the American people. Yeah, and so there's no there's no push to the media to be. Better. There's no accountability there because, I mean, they're just making money hand over foot because they're playing to the, 
what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, hysteria. Yeah. You know, because hysteria gets views. It gets ratings. It gives them money. The advertising goes up. Yeah. It shouldn't be an ad-based revenue source because that corrupts your thinking on what, what you're going to pr- produce on your platform. You know, if you're just if you if you're in it to make money, which I understand is I mean it's the, the basis of our capitalistic society. Not that we don't, because I I, I, and that's, I don't want to interrupt, but I don't want to uh, be called out by yeah. And I'm not going to say it's anything. bad. You guys are fucking selling t-shirts, and you're fucking doing whatever. <laughs> we are, and that's it. We do want to make money, but that's because I would love if I could make it my job to know those things and to provide that information to you. That's yeah. why. We do it pro bono right now. Right now, it's only costing me money. But I do it because I fucking love you guys. And I love America. And I love the government. And I believe in what we have. And I think this is the greatest country that's ever existed. And And I think that we deserve to know what the fuck is going on. And I think that you deserve to know what the fuck is going on. And that's why we're here. Exactly. And that's the only reason that this is even possible is because of us being in a capitalistic society. Yeah. And now what that is, sorry, I keep hitting the table. Bad. Uh, Your hands but what's, the table. what's really sad is because with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Spider-Man. And, uh, and so what we have here is a failure of responsibility. Yeah. And it's, it's journalistic integrity is probably at one of the lowest points in history. Um, you know, and it's not even because there's, more bad people. I think it's because it's 2018 and the internet is a thing and anybody that th- wants to get up there and write about something can write about something. Any motherfucking cool can go out there and put yeah. something on the internet. And it's sad to say, and we do our best to be as accurate as possible. Yes. You know, when I wrote that piece on Brett Kavanaugh the first time, I I read that thing a thousand times to try to make sure it was as honest as possible. Yeah. And we have a failure of people in the media to do that. And it's, you know, for one, there's 10 times more media outlets than there ever used to be. I mean, probably a whole lot more than that. But, and then with that, you can publish anything you want. And so, I mean, you just have a failure of a lot of different responsibilities here, I think, affecting the fact that people aren't informed. And it's a shame and it's sad. But like I said, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Thank you, Stan Lee. I wonder if was he's probably the one that originally came up with that, right? Stan Lee, I think so. Yeah. For for the Spider Man comic, anyways. I would assume so. Yeah, because I think that's a that's basically when been with Spider Man the whole was. time, right? What's that? It's basically been with Spider Man the whole time, right? Yes. That line. Yes. So it makes sense. I'll I'll give it to Stan Lee because he's amazing. So yeah, even know, if he didn't do it, I don't care. Was. Exactly. I know but, that he created that, but I don't know who the writer was. Is that so. weird? We'll talk about that later. Remind me of Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Stan. Do you have anything else that you really want to hit on the... No, I mean, it's just... And kind of the, it's just a lot. You know, we have this investigation. We have the story. We have a lot of the facts that deal with this and make it... I Like I said, it doesn't... You can't prove anything. Yeah. But it... I mean, it pushes the argument forward that maybe we should know because there might be some serious problems hidden in there. And it almost is like it's kind of that classic argument of like, if you're not doing anything sus, then what do you have to hide? Yeah. You know, like 
why are you not open to mm-hmm. it's like and that you know that's shitty because that like that's what the cops will say you know if they come to your house like well, then why can't i come you know what's the fucking problem like if you ain't fucking around why can't I come why can't i come in first of all because this is america this is america um yeah it's i don't know for somebody who is gonna be in the highest office in the land you know why why should you not be 100% transparent with like everything you did yeah even even Barack Obama might have been afterwards I did a little blow a little bit what's up I did a little blow it's fine I wouldn't judge you for that anyway if you if you have a track record of like 20 years of you know tax fraud yeah maybe I would care about that I don't care about you doing a little booger sugar at one point in your life I don't care you know do I like the way you think now do I like the way, you know, who you are now, your thoughts on foreign policy and trade and blah, 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 blah. That's what I care about. I don't care if he did blow in college. Right. Whatever. You know, I don't care if Elon Musk smokes weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. Fuck oh, no. He's still going to be, he's the world's first uh, Bond villain in the making. Watch. You seen that picture? No. I tweeted, oh, yo. I tweeted it out. Check my Twitter, at Big Bird Offie. <laughs> but I'm going to show you this picture right now because it, it yeah. makes Elon Musk no, look like you, a supervillain out you, of James Bond. You look for that, and I'll close on this. Um, if- <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> it's really so – tell me that – yeah, anyways. Yeah. Uh, close so us we'll, out. So we'll close on this. Um, that's what we think. What the fuck do you guys think? You know? Let us know what you think about that. Any opinions, Any any anything that you have, uh, comments, anything. Let us know any of the social medias, uh, and we'll get back to you. We we will either address it on the social media or on here on the podcast. You yeah, know, I feel like it's good enough. And if we get, I'm just going to throw this idea out there. If we get enough regular interaction, we should have a segment mailbag, mailbag where yeah. we talk about Absolutely. you know we get in we give back in that conversation other than just via text over. You know, the Twitters or, or Instagrams or whatever. We absolutely will. Because that just sounds like a fun time to me. Yes. I and agree. So, so, yeah, we got a possibly fraudulent president, but hey, whatever. It's fine. Definitely at It'll one time. It'll be over in a few years, I think. Definitely at one time. Um, yeah. And, you know, like I said, it, it at this point, for the people who who hate President Trump, right, there's nothing, no reason for them to believe that he wasn't fraudulent all the way up until the point that he became president. There's no reason for them not to believe that. No. Um, There's no good argument against that. No, but all the people who are like always Trumpers and are, are down for that shit forever, you know, the the MAGA hat wearing people, like those people are going to think that this report is bullshit anyway. Because it comes from the hashtag but, fake news, right? But it doesn't, that doesn't seem to be the case. No. This seems to be awfully real. Very legitimate. Yeah, I mean, they... Based on the documents. room that they were talking, they had hundreds of thousands of documents from that they've pulled from, you know, over this over year long investigation. Yeah, you know, this is not an editorial page. This is a long form official New York Times article written in conjunction with th- four people, three people. I think it's, three people. Yeah, David Barstow, Susan Craig, and Russ Butner from the New York Times. Yeah. Shout out to those guys because they're putting in the real work. Crazy report. I know how hard it is to just do like a investigative story on like essentially a puff piece. Yeah. Trying to do that in your spare time is not easy either. 
but to do to spend over a year digging through like documents like that and requesting things from the Freedom of Information Act and public records and so good on them for doing the good work. And I think with that, quick plug saltofthestreets.com. Watch out for our blogs, watch out for the podcast, youtube.com, salt of the streets for our page. We just talked about our our social medias. So reference those if you're watching the YouTube video. Boing. And I think we, from there, we should talk about the death penalty if you want to move on. Yes. I am prepared to move on. <laughs> Very well. Let's close this out. The court of uh, salt of the streets is now closed on that case. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, because that was a thing that just happened. Yeah. So the reason we're talking about death penalty today is that Washington State... Via the Supreme Court, just became the 20th state in the union to completely abolish the death penalty. Yes. And this this actually came from a Supreme Court ruling, would you say Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. And I mean, I've seen articles on this from the New York Times, Washington Post. It hit the BBC. I have all those same articles up. That's really funny. Isn't it Uh, crazy? Yeah. KUOW, I have that article up. NPR has an article you got to the point where I just got rid of probably like five or six of them because they all – there's not much here to say. There's yeah. a little bit, but – This is really a pretty general conversation is what it will turn into. Obviously, yeah. we'll provide the facts of what happened. But um, So on Thursday, it was ruled that the death penalty in Washington State is unconstitutional. Um, and they said that it was abolished because uh, – it's racially biased. Yeah, racially biased. That if you are black, you're four times more likely to be sentenced to death than if you were white. That's but, what the statistics have said. Yes. Yeah. But I also thought it was interesting. There's more white people on death row than black people. Yes, there are. But, and but I think that, it's you know. yeah. And I don't know how that works. And that might just be. I'm no. I'm not saying that's anything. I'm. Ju- it's just a note, you know. Because you can't. Know. Yeah, you because you can't prove how the numbers got there. Right. The, just the numbers are there, and that's because what they, they say. Said that it, they said that it's not the judges, right, that had any issue with the sentencing, but it is the juries, and that's that's where the racial bias was shown, which I think is really interesting. Um, and it led me to to a broader thought. That is almost more of a grab bag that I can wait on if you would like. But um, that if they're saying that it's the jury's right, is that you understood the same thing from these articles? They said it wasn't the sentencing that was the problem. It's it not, was, yeah, it's not so much the sentencing. But, yeah, I've gotten a little bit of a vibe that it's the jury. It's kind of hard to tell because nobody really comes outright, I don't yeah. think, and says it exactly uh, like that. But I think that's really interesting, right? Because I I wrote down, do you remember when those dudes got kicked out of Starbucks? Yes. Um, So I wrote down after that that, let me just pull it up my phone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm curious how you're going to tie that story to this. This is really interesting. Yes. Something probably about a fair trial, perhaps? Um, no. About racism, right? Because okay. when because when this shit happened with the dudes at Starbucks, right? 
um, when the black guys were in there and they tried to use the bathroom, right? And they got told they had to buy something or they had to leave if they didn't buy something or whatever, whatever the deal was. I don't remember exactly what the jam was, right? That's not particularly important. But the narrative around that is that they're like, racism is still alive and well in America. In know? Starbucks. Um, because like shit like that is happening. Yeah. And then you saw several other things like that happen, videos and whatever, you know, and you obviously only see what's in the video. You don't know what happened before that. You don't know what happened after that. You don't have any idea. But, it like seeing that right made me start to think because I I don't know I I can't see any other reason as to why those people would have to leave if they were trying to have a, right, a reasonable conversation and all the whatever right because with all of the different scenarios that I saw there's no way that all of those people were assholes every single time you okay know? and it doesn't seem like these people were assholes when they got told to leave Starbucks mm-hmm. and we can rehash that whole conversation later right but it it started to made me think and maybe just because i was high at the time that i wrote this down but like that maybe racism is more prevalent in america than i thought you know but just because i am not myself racist i'm like well no that's crazy like Mm -hmm. why would that be the case you know and that concerned me like okay and i'm sure that there's probably you know a bunch of black people that are watching they're like no shit you know, like no shit. Like surprise, where have you been? Surprise. This we've been saying this whole time. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Like now you're now you're know. getting. You know, it. I don't know that that's the case. I know I don't know. I but, feel like like it might go a little deeper than that. I think it might be the fact that if you're not somebody that has ever really experienced that, um, and you have the views that you do, and you know, much like myself, we just. It sounds weird to just say you don't see color, but like you just judge people for who they are as an individual. Right. That's all. I don't care about any of your extenuating circumstances. I don't care if you're you're gay, lesbian, trans, you know, whether you're black, you know, anything. I don't care about the outside at all. I care about what's in your head and what's, you know, to get deep, what's in your heart. But I just care who you are as an individual. Yeah. And so I think due to the fact that in 2018 there's I don't know if the if racism is more prevalent today than it used to be or we're just seeing more of it because we can have we can now we we can see all you know anybody can get on Facebook live or Periscope or Instagram and take a video like anybody can do whatever and document anything at any time and so Having that realization of like, man, I didn't know it was this bad. How how bad is it really? Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, whenever you see any act of, you know, actual racism, whether it's against, you know, anybody. Whatever. It should be called out for what it is. Yeah. And say this is fucking bullshit. This is not okay to have this, especially in 2018. Uh, even though President Trump says that Robert E. Lee was a great general. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about that last night? No. Yeah, it was from one of his MAGA, uh, I don't know what you call them, campaign rallies or whatever, just a rally that he was having, a MAGA rally. Weird that he's doing that. And he's, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. He goes out there and just shoots his mouth off. But he said that the other day. Right. It's not I mean, weird for Trump, but it's weird for the president. Yes, yeah. it is. So He hasn't stopped campaigning since he took office. Right. But uh, but I totally understand where you're coming from, and that could, yeah. I mean, looking at the the jury question, you know, at that point again, is is the jury racist? Right. 
And, and, like, and I, you know, like that shit concerns me, you know, and that's it, it's it should not that it shouldn't concern everybody. But like, if that's the case, like if I just if I because of like you said, because of my experiences, I just haven't dealt with enough racism because I'm mostly white, you know, like and where you live and like, that's you know. fucking concerning, you know, yeah. and that's it can't be just because of where I live, because this is in our state, you know. Oh, it's, yeah. Like. It's obviously there are enough people here that I think where we live, you, you can know, even imagine that. Like you may not is, have it dealt with it, you know, personally, if, but I can certainly just due to the demographic of where we are, yeah, see well, that being sure, a thing. Makaya said that the fucking woman called and thought that he had stolen the bus. Oh yeah, that he was driving like stupid That's, shit. Like how that. ridiculous that, is that? Yeah, shout out Makaya. I have some shit to talk to you about Makaya too. Oh sweet. Yep. I always love to hear about All those guys. All the boys at the upper left. That's Shout right. out upper left. <laughs> Denzel 2AM, RJ, Elijah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is something I wanted to bring up because yes. that is what I was saying. It was one aspect I, that I heard. It wasn't necessarily the main aspect of, of why bias. I heard this. Yeah. So I heard everything from it's it's sometimes where the crime took place, the county of the residents, the available available budgetary resources at any given point in time or the race of the defendant. Lots of factors apparently came into play on this. Yeah. And I think that especially when you're dealing with a jury of your peers, I think that's going to happen everywhere. For one, every every jury, every county that you're in, whatever, that they, they are going to judge you differently because you're being judgment. Yeah, because you're being judged by a jury of your peers. The people that live in your county or your district, or what, however they do it. It's somehow local to where the crime happened, or whatever. Well, I, I think, don't know. I think it's just that the expectation that those people are supposed to be unbiased yeah. when they're being a jury. But as we've talked about before, even when we were just talking about Kavanaugh, it's really, really hard. Last week, I thought that was one of the great things that we talked about, was that it's easy for us, but hard for a lot of people to look at it exactly perfectly objectively for exactly what it is yeah you know um and i think that it's it's the same thing here you know most people who are there are going to have a hard time putting aside whatever has happened and that's why when they're doing the jury selection if it's a murder you know they're gonna ask do you know anybody who's ever been stabbed have you ever been attacked do you have you do you have anybody even a third cousin who was attacked at one point with a knife have you ever known anybody who was attacked with a knife like shit like that anything that might even begin to influence their decision Mm -hmm. trying to weed out you know so there's also for the the naysayers of this right there's also the argument that well maybe maybe the lawyers aren't doing a good enough job you know they're not weeding people out enough that are biased that this is coming out this way but i don't one thing i did notice was i had a hard time finding the actual report Mm mm-hmm like, I thought that was weird that I had all these articles about it, but I can't find the actual report to try and to try and read it myself. Yeah. Like, I did not like that. Um, were you able to find the report? No, that, I looked. So I, I saw because it's a UW references report, right? to it. It's a UW report. I believe right? so. So, yeah. And I because I saw references to it and, you know, occasional numbers from it and stuff like that. I heard a a case of a, a guy who had committed you know, an insane murder, but essentially killed his his family. Right, twenty three and twenty three now. Yeah, it's about to be twenty four after oh, they're making this extra point to seventeen. Twenty three, seventeen. Beautiful. Go Ducks. Why not? And sorry, go ahead. 
But yeah, there, there was a comparison there where a, a guy had come up and he had murdered his family, essentially. Yes. And he was trying to get out of the possibility of death penalty. Or, he, or no, I think he got sentenced to death, but then he tried to appeal and saying like, you know, you didn't give the Green River Killer a death sentence. Yeah. Why? Why am I? You know, how is this happening to me? And I mean, if you put it on that balance scale, yeah, that is kind of sus. But I mean, I don't know if you can. There's probably a million other circumstances that feed into that, but yeah, the statistics. Are there he to just legally got life in prison? He didn't get the death sentence. He just that's what I read, anyways. Yeah, I don't think he got to fact check. So yeah, fact check know, that. But I want to look that up. Yeah, I think you would love to look that up. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, maybe he just died in prison, but could be. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm looking it up right now. Do it. So yeah, I mean, I don't, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I disagree with this ruling necessarily because I think. If it makes it all the way up to the state Supreme Court and then the, you know, the chief justice of the Supreme Court is the one that ultimately delivers the, the, oh my God, the opinion. He's still alive. He's no still alive, shit. Gary Ridgway. Look at that. He's fucking 69. 69. Is he in the Walla Walla State Pen? It's in Salt Lake City. Oh, no, he was born in Salt Lake City. Oh, that uh, explains a lot. Utah's a crazy place, man. Yeah, let's see where he's in prison. I've never been to Utah. I shouldn't talk crap about Utah. It's probably a beautiful place. Is that where Aspen is or is that Colorado? Colorado. Aspen is in Colorado. There you go. Salt Lake has the, the lake. In prison at the Walla Walla. Yep. At Walla Walla. Walla Walla. State pen. That's weird that it's in Walla Walla. I don't know. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, yeah. isn't it? Walla Walla is basically like desert. You don't have to pee. I just have to blow my nose. So oh, go, go to town. Yeah, so I mean, I understand it. I don't disagree with it. I uh, I saw that it was, yeah, because I mean, f- frankly, I don't know if I, I have a lot of mixed feelings on capital punishment. I don't like the fact the state has power to take a life of a citizen. I just, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Maybe that's my deep-rooted libertarian roots sometimes showing. I just, I don't like that. It just seems seems wrong because what if what if we're wrong? You know, what I mean, how many cases have come out with like DNA evidence now, like proving people's innocence? Well, and I, after like thirty years or something, I think it should be used sparingly, right? This is how I feel. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. um, but I don't give a fuck. I, I don't I don't care um, about people being killed, right? There's about the death penalty. There is. Because that sounded really harsh. Um, I am not opposed to the death penalty. I think that it should be used sparingly in cases such as Gary Ridgway, Ted Bundy, motherfuckers like this, that there is no fucking question that you did this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. You know, motherfuckers that are raping and killing small boys. Like, it, if there is no question, you know, that you have done this, fuck it. I, I don't. I don't want my tax money to go to Take. you living in a prison for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know, with perfect medical care, you know, shitty food, but everything is going to be taken care of for you. And maybe you're going to be fucked, you know, by a dude every night. But 
I don't care. You're, I, you know, that's not enough for me. That you're yeah. being fucked by a dude every night when you have raped and murdered children. Like that's yeah. not that's not quite that's good not enough. Not a thing, for me, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that argue that that's not that's too good of a sentence. You know, there, you know, death is too easy for a lot of people, and I just don't. I, I mean, don't know. I don't feel that way. You, you know? know, this isn't North Korea. Or we no. don't have gulags. I don't where feel we that can... way. I'm, I would rather yeah. him just be dead. I would rather him be dead than for his life to be supported by my life. You know, because that's how I feel. I'm going to work. I'm busting my ass every day for you to live in prison. You know what you I want? You to murder children, and now I'm paying for you to live. Yeah. Fuck you. I wish that Kim Jong-un was like a huge, hardcore-like murder fan yeah. you know like the 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 serial killer stuff the stuff that you like you know those serial killer stories and all that yeah. and we could just basically like give them our serial killers and he would put them in a gulag yeah. and and you know uh what's his name the green river killer gary, gary which way yeah they can have him and throw him in a work camp and i'd be totally fine with that yeah and there's you know i'm not a lawyer so the exact circumstances i can't lay down you know yeah because i know that there is a lot of people okay not a lot i know that there are people that have like murdered people turn around their lives and are you know after 40 fucking years and they're like listen i made a horrible fucking mistake you know that i i got drunk or whatever i got angry and i did this and i did this or you know whatever whatever the circumstances Mm -hmm. there are there are a fair amount of people that are able to be rehabilitated by what the something fuck is, yeah you know? something whatever the because there's a lot of people that don't think prison is the answer that there's whatever there are people that are able to be rehabilitated yeah but people that you're able to sit it down that this motherfucker never gets to be out of prison because he'll never be safe to be in society then why is he fucking here you know then why are we doing this why yeah. am i paying for that that's how i feel about it well especially with know. how much it costs man to keep these people on like death row yeah I mean, it's a, it's not an efficient system. Right. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. You know, I think there's a couple of people's lives who have been saved by, again, later on, like they found DNA evidence or something right. that absolutely proves their innocence. There was a guy on uh, Rogan a few weeks ago that yes. was in that situation. Yeah. Crazy episode, man. Yeah. And I'm not even talking as, but, a, as a... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but for people like serial killers... Fuck them, dude. There's a totally different. It's a totally Animals different thing. Shit. Yeah, like that's much different than like gang violence. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot Drug of charges. Yeah, and you know. Yeah, shout out to Seattle for releasing all those marijuana drug charges. Yeah. So it's like I said, I, I couldn't. I, I would have to do a lot of research and a lot of reading for me to sit down and lay down exact guidelines of when I think it should and should not be implemented. You know, because a lot of times, like I said, I think it's case by case. Yeah. Have a couple psychiatrists be. come in here, tell me whether or not this guy is even worth anyone's time rehabilitating. If not, fuck him, you know? And it's it's not about um, a deterrent for me, you know, because that's one thing they, they talked about in a lot of these articles, too, is that, you know, the death sentence has been shown to not be an effective deterrent. And it's not about that. I don't no. care about deterrent because the people that are psychopaths and are murderers and are cannibals – they don't care about a deterrent. They're There's doing no, what yeah. they're doing because they are they are mentally ill, right? Yeah, I don't believe I'm talking in, about in saving myself. The deterrent aspect of, no. of crime sentencing. No. I think that's complete garbage. I'm talking about saving myself from having to support them with my money. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. This for me. 
This is for me that is out here busting my ass and working and living a regular life, not murdering people, not raping people, not eating people. <laughs> I deserve to not have my money go to that. You know I, I mean, I'm not going to argue against that at all. If if enough people, if like I said, if a couple of people are able to talk to you and think that this person has potential to be rehabilitated, go to prison. Yeah, you know, go to prison, do your time, and at the end, if you if if you're able to, if they are, if if you're Jesus Christ, you got this. If they're going to let you out on parole, then they're going to let you out on parole because you've earned that, you know. But if if you haven't, then you won't be. You'll mm-hmm. spend the rest of your life in prison and you'll die there, and that's. Yeah. That's a loss that I'm willing to take that we took the chance on you because because we thought that you could be rehabilitated and you couldn't, you know, because yep. most people in that situation are going to be. Yeah, so I can see that. And I think that points to just the overall dysfunction in our entire criminal system. Yeah, yeah. criminal criminal correction system, the justice system in, in, in general, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the old uh, what Joe Rogan said in his new special. Benjamin Franklin comes back from uh, from the dead, basically, and just goes, wait. What the fuck? You guys haven't written any new shit? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. What have you guys been doing? There's probably, I mean, I don't, this is just a guess, but there's probably half of the prison population that could just be cut out and released right now. I would probably, That is just like, to not only cut out the amount of people that don't need to be in prison because it's some bullshit, but Mm -hmm. also, again, to save us money. You know, that we don't need to be putting that much money in the prison system. Yeah. White collar, white collar crime, for example, for me, I don't think you need to go to prison for that. I think that you should be able to, I think the state should be able to like take away some of your rights for a specified period of time where they essentially have complete transparency, transparency maybe of your finances or, you know, major purchases and stuff have to be approved and all that. You have to prove over, you know, a 20 year period that you, you're not going to commit fraud anymore because you can't. You've paid back the money. You don't necessarily have to go to prison because, I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I'm not going to try to figure it, it out. Probably but it depends on the amount of money. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, there's just other ways to punish people that are probably a lot more efficient than just locking them in a cage with a yeah. bunch of hardened criminals that are they're probably just going to be worse coming out of it half the time at least. You know, I think you hear that a lot about our prison system. Well, you know, and I think, like I said, it depends on the amount of money because if you've been bezeled fucking $40 million from a company or something like that, you can't pay back $40 million in your lifetime. With the type of job you're going to be able to get after this conviction, you're not, you got to go to prison because you're not going to be able to pay back this money, you know? Yeah, I can see that. If you stole $100,000 from a company, like, that's a really terrible thing and you're going to have to wear that forever Mm because, like, you got convicted of it. But, yeah, pay back that money plus half. You know, plus plus interest in whatever the fuck it's going to take you because you're going to have a dick job until then anyway. So, so think about this. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking out loud here. Yes. You know, North Korea has that really screwed up system where it's... <laughs> talking a lot about North Korea. I know. This is really weird for me. But they have this system where if you do something wrong, right? If you if you found like to be a dissident to the government. Yes. Like that no not just affects you, but it affects your whole family. Yes. And so in cases like the, <laughs> is, at least you embezzled $5 million and you're 65 years old, you're not going to be able to pay that off. Well, guess what? Now your kids are going to be responsible for that. Well, that's what That would think. be a deterrent. Well, not that I agree with that. Well, that's why I think you should go to prison. <laughs> because yeah. if, if my dad embezzled $5 million or $50 million, you know. Why you got to pay for that? I that. That doesn't have nothing to do with me. Like, especially if I was a kid at the time. Yeah, I but I mean, nothing we, to do with that. 
are, are is the generation before you ever going to wise up and not screw over their their descendants? If no, no. So this is what I can get down on the family thing. Right? I just I don't agree with this. By the way, I was just thinking no, out loud, is, playing with this. Here's another idea, right? If you embezzle a bunch of money and you buy stuff for your brother and Jake and me, and we all know that you embezzled that money and we take it anyway. We we should have something. I could see that we could have something to do with that, and we have to wear that. You know that like. Well, I mean, we have like crimes for stuff like that. You know, right. like in the third degree, or yeah. you know, conspiracy to commit and yeah, all. This and I can see that, stuff. but only only if you like willingly knew, yeah. you know, or took part in it. But even knowledge of it and not saying <laughs> shit is is a problem. I mean, that so. just goes to show you how many times have I referenced like North Korea today. There's there's so yeah. many. It's so hard to try to figure out a good, you know, punishment system that I, I can understand questioning things like the death penalty. Because what if, man, there's a lot of what ifs. Does How effective is it anyways? You know, I can certainly see for some people, I wouldn't mind taking them out back and just, boom, they're gone. Moving yeah. on. Mind you, that that, again, kind of takes away the air of, you know, what if you're found innocent and by some random happenstance in 30 years, but you're already dead. Oops. You know, who's going to hold the state accountable? Yeah. That's going to be a tough one. So, it's, I mean, it's a it's a dicey situation. And, yeah, we definitely don't have the answers for it. And I think that's part of the problem. Is I don't think anybody's got the answers to it. We know there's a lot of problems with it, but, who? yeah, what do we do about it? I don't know. I think dead the best penalty. thing we well, can they do. They said that it could be re-implemented if they could find a better way to do it. You know, yeah. Now I read that that they said that there's a you know uh, whatever in the opinion that they allowed for it to be re-implemented if they could find a more effective system for it to be done. You know, yeah. a better way for it to be done, which I think is good that they did that for people like me who believe in the death penalty, who see the potential in the death penalty. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, see the potential. I see the death pe- the death penalty potential. Yeah, I think I found that uh, study perhaps. Been poking around for a minute. I think I found it, but thank God I had a hard time finding it. Boop boop boop. Washington rate, yeah, it was by University of Washington, 2014. Tied up, 24, 24, two and a half left in the third quarter. Anyways, I got it. I'll look at it later. I don't want to screw with it now. No, 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 no. But, don't. But we have it, baby. Something. We got it. Yeah, and we'll give so, it to you if you so ask. Like we said, that's a local, a local decision that came down. So. That only affects people here in Washington State, but mm-hmm. I think you said we're the twentieth state to abolish the death penalty. Yeah. So, um, and that goes, and it, that anyone that is on death row right now, uh, will switched over to a life sentence. Yep, yeah, life with no parole. They're yeah, I forget how many it was, but I mean, it was a good amount of people that we have like on death row, people or something like that. Yeah, even though I mean, they're still on death row, even though our governor signed into law what two thousand. 14? 14, he put a moratorium yeah. on the death penalty. So it wasn't abolished, but they couldn't, couldn't actually do kill it. anybody. And they hadn't actually killed anybody since 2010. Ten. Which I learned that in Washington, mm-hmm. you can either get the lethal injection or you can choose to be hanged if you want. <laughs> Like, if you would rather be hanged, you can be hanged. And I thought that was really interesting. That's very strange. Yes. 
I mean, I guess if you're going to die, why not? We just... Right. We, you can have whatever way you want to go, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was interesting that they're like, but if you want to be hanged, like, you can do that instead. I'm like, that seems weird. Where's know? the gallows at, man? Where do we keep the gallows? Yeah. I think the last time I had a conversation about the death penalty not here, um, they talked about whoever I was talking... It might have been at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone, whoever I was talking to, was talking about... The effect that it has on the people that have to implement the death penalty, you know? The dude um, that's got to pull the like, switch. Yeah, the guy that's got to pull the switch who has to inject the guy. Or who, you know, when they did Firing Squad and, like, three of the people had yeah. a real bullet and seven people didn't. And, you know, then, you know, nobody knows who did it. And I think maybe this is idealistic of me, you know? You can't handle that. Get a new fucking job. Yeah. You should yeah. not be there. Like, that's, if that's true. the case where you work in a prison where you know that they put people to death, right? Because they're only doing that in certain places. It's mm. not like they're killing people at every single prison, you know, or at every jail. Like, if you know that's the case, there's got to be some type of sign-up sheet or something at the prison, you know, that's like, I am willing to do this, you know? So put on there, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm not interested in that. Like, that's yep. not something I want to do. But I'll be here. I'll work in the prison. I'll help people out. I'll do all this shit. But I don't want to I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah, and then... We got 10 people here who are willing to be on the firing squad because they don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. If that's not something that they're worried about having to deal with. But one guy who really is scared shitless that he's he might be the guy that kills someone doesn't want to have to wear that, you know? Then don't do it. Then don't work there. Don't yeah. have that job. Like, be, be bigger than that. If you don't agree with something that you do in your job, don't do it. No. That's fucking, that's working in a strip club, being really uncomfortable with nudity. Yeah. You know? Like, I know nudity just makes me really uncomfortable. But I just yeah. love my job at the strip club. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know? Get a new job. Like, I know, I work in customer service, but I hate being screamed at. Like, <laughs> you should get a new job. You know? I don't. I, I mean, hate people, but I work with customer service. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. But it's the only job I can get, Don. No. No, it's not. Logical. You can get another job. I got zero sympathy for you. Try harder. <laughs> just do better at life, people. <laughs> not to, like, point, I don't want to judge nobody. You know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. But you can work out of it if you don't like where you're at. No, and I only say that my first job was customer service at the call center. I fucking hated it. It was a terrible job. But... I knew walking into that and in training, they're like, people will scream at you. Like, they will not be nice to you. Some people are going to be super nice, you know. The majority of people will be nice. But some people are going to fucking scream at you. And there was probably five or six times, no, maybe not that many times, like three or four times where people wished death on me. One person told me they hoped that I got cancer. Wow. A minor billing dispute. Like, <laughs> truly minor. Not several hundred dollars. Probably not even a hundred dollars. Like, what was a, what was your name? Don, you guys, we, we used our regular names. Oh. Um, we just didn't say where we were. We would tell people that we were, excuse me, in Seattle. Oh, okay. So, Got we it. used our regular names. That's interesting. Um, so, you weren't, you didn't work for like a skeevy company. Uh, you we were like in Sprint. Yeah, customer support type situation, yeah. right? Yeah, you weren't one of those cold calling people now that's taking over the world. No, no, we didn't have nothing to do with that, but uh, deal with billing and help some people with their phones and just bullshit like that. Yeah. Um, change plans and. and you stuff. were supposed to give me my $20 credit. 
on the last month's bill. Yeah. But I haven't gotten yet. I've I've gotten three bills. Yeah. Can you help me out here, Donovan? I had a bunch of people. Oh, go fucking die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like Easy. Oh, why? You know, the person that told me. Why? Um, it was a woman that told me that she hoped that I got cancer. And um, she hung up on me after she said that to me. And I said, ma'am, I said, I'm 19 years old. <laughs> and I am in a separate state from you. Trying to help you deal with what's going on with your phone bill. I don't. Know I didn't why do this to you, man. That. Yep. And then she hung up the phone. So I must have made her feel like a real bag of shit. I hope so. She should have. Like I know yeah. there's no reason to talk to people that are being reasonable with you on the phone. You know, talk yes. to people like that that are being reasonable with you on the phone. Like, yeah. That's. This is not the scammer that calls your grandma and tries to steal their money. You called me. <laughs> you called me and asked me for help <laughs> and I'm helping you and you're being an asshole. Like, yep. Yeah. No, this is like your that. fault, Donovan. Oh, it was terrible. Where's my $20, my $20 credit? Come on. I, I told Jordan, I've told a bunch of people when, when people would call about their service, you know, and if they're nice, like you just give them like a $15 credit or whatever. Oh, know, that's cool. Sprint at the time had terrible service, but if someone's being a real asshole about it, um, and you can like measure people's service. Like you can, there was like a tool there that you could, you could wee, see wee, 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 wee. the, the amount of bars they were getting where they were at. Like wow. I, I can see how good your reception is. So if you're telling me you have one bar, I can see you have three. You're fucking lying. <laughs> like I know that, you know? And so, um, people who did that or, you know, the, their, their texting hasn't worked for two days. Right. But I can still make phone calls. I can still go on the internet. I can still do everything else on my phone, but my texting hasn't worked for two days, right? And they're being a real asshole about it. So mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this is what I can do for you, right? Your bill is $65 before taxes, right? Because we don't include taxes when we're talking about adjustments. So 65 mm -hmm. divided by three, because you get three different services. You get texting, calling, and data from us, right? So divided by three. So we're going to take that number, you know? And it's 20 and we're going to divide that by 30 because there's 30 days in the month. And then I'm going to multiply that by two. And <laughs> that's the amount of dollars I can give you because <laughs> I mean, that's a nice, it's that. a nice, easy system. People flipped the fuck out. <laughs> they would get just twice as fucking angry when, when you told them, you know, I can give you $7 and 66 cents. Like, what? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I can't text for two days and you're going to give me $7 and 66 cents. Like, yeah, that's what it, that's how much it costs, bro. Like, I I don't know. Listen, ma'am, I explained to you exactly how we deal with the <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's how we break it down. So that's what I can offer you. I like. Why well, want to talk to your supervisor? All right, all right. I don't give a fuck. Hold, Move please. On. Yeah, I don't Dude. give a fuck. So very nice. But that's something else. So uh, if you guys have any thoughts on the death penalty, if you live in a state that doesn't have the death penalty or does have the death penalty, tell us what you think. What please. you think about this? Uh, I, I tweeted about an article about it that you guys can see. If you want more articles, let us know. But they're pretty easy to find. I just Googled. Um, Kazoon type. Thank you. Um, Washington State death penalty. It just happened on Thursday. So mm -hmm. all the shit's out there. That was a quick one. Yep. That was a good topic, though, because we had a lot of places to play around in. So should we break out the old grab bag skis? Grab bag. Yes. We should have like a, a, a bag or a, like something with a bunch of like pieces of paper. And oh, here we go. Shuffle it around. Boom.
No, I mean, we just do it for the sound effect, really. Yeah, that's I would shuffle it around. <laughs> I like it. So um, you, you were talking earlier this week. You had something you thought about maybe starting with or getting to at some point about Kavanaugh. Oh, Kavanaugh. Do you want to yeah. talk about that now? Yes. Um, do you maybe want to bring up one of your topics first? Sure. The ducks are on a vital drive. Vital drive. Yeah, we'll give you a few minutes. That's fucking four and seven. And I think we talked, I mentioned it maybe in that like 10 minute period between the pre-show and the real show that I wanted to talk to you about some, something, you know, concerning the, the 17th amendment. 17th amendment. Yes. And this, the 17th amendment, particularly, um, it was, I believe it was brought up in 1920. Doesn't timeline doesn't really matter, but essentially what it did is when the original during the original founding and drawing up of how the government's going to work and the constitution and all this stuff the the House of Representatives, the legislature will say, was split into two, House of Representatives and the Senate. Yes. Right? And the 17th amendment essentially um, changed the way that those two legislative bodies work, how you get that that branch. And my understanding of it is at the time of the founding up until around 1920, the state legislatures would nominate their two senators for the state. Mm-hmm. And the Senate would represent the interests of the state legislature, the state itself. Whereas the House of Representatives in, in Congress were – representatives elected by the people to represent the people. Yeah. So you had an you had representation from the state and the people of that state. And then the 17th amendment changed that to change to the current system we have where senators are directly elected by the people. Also directly elected by the people. Yes, just like the yeah, just like the our representatives in yeah. Congress. And so I've heard, I've read mostly a lot of stories out of those lovely publications like Slate and Fox, or <laughs> Vox and, you know, even the occasional Washington Post editorial page um, or column that talks about the dissolving the Senate because the Senate doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And so that just kind of got me thinking about why doesn't the Senate work anymore? The, the Senate is very weird now. The Senate is... Just as political as anything else, if not more so, because of the, you know, the single, I don't know how you put the the fact that there's only two representatives per state. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of people are saying that states now are, you know, the, the Senate is undemocratic because there's only two representatives from every state. And so the, the states with the most amount of people don't get more representation in the Senate. Well, that's not how it works. No, and it's not how it works. And I think it's – so I just thought it would be fun to kind of, you know, with those crappy articles that I'm not even going to mention other than their their outlets. It just – why do you think the Senate is so important, Don? I wanted to ask you that. Why do I think the Senate is so important? What would be the harm in dissolving the Senate? I mean, this is democracy, is it not? This no. essentially – the argument that these crappy articles are putting forth. Well, I would say, no, this is not democracy. This is a democratic republic. That's right. That's, that's part. I mean, that's, it's, 
to to dissolve a whole section half of the legislative branch of a government i mean it's ridiculous that doesn't make any sense i mean we might as well just be a, a parliamentary well, you know system you might as well make up an entirely new government at that yeah. point like just start with a whole new system i mean that's that's the only thing that i mean the senate essentially is a check and balance with the congress they check each other because just because something's written up and passed in the House doesn't mean it passes in the Senate and vice versa. That and the assumed objectivity of the Supreme Court of the United States are the two things that set us apart from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the difference. Like, so, and I don't, there's very few countries that have done what, you know, what we have done. So, I, I don't understand why you would want to fuck with that equation. Because no, it's undemocratic. It's the same. We also talked about there are people that are talking about expanding the Supreme Court. Yeah. Because there's too many conservative justices um, that are on the Supreme Court. And I think that that's that's fucking trash. It is trash. That's not how it works. You don't add people because you're not winning. Like That's not how this works. You know? And I hate to say it, but no matter how many scare tactics you hear, the the country's not going to end because the, the Republicans are in charge. No. You know? No. Yeah, some things, how we operate might change, you know, especially when you're in the realm of foreign policy and trade. Yeah. But that's the way it works, man. I don't care if you didn't win. There's obvious reasons why you didn't win. Whether they're the right reasons or the wrong reasons, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you didn't win. You're not in charge. You're just going to have to ride this out and do better next time. One of the dudes on Pod Save America said uh, they were talking about expanding the Supreme Court. And if the Democrats gain majority again, and they said um, they were fine with 10 justices, because if there was a tie, then that means that it's it's too controversial to pass a law on. There's a tie. That makes and zero there sense. shouldn't be a law about it, you know? <sighs> yeah. Um, but the other, I mean, do we, do we go to the, to the state level at that point and, and change how many seats right. are, do then they even the know that there's like, a state Supreme court right? coming from them? I would highly doubt it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, okay. but they wouldn't bring it up because it wouldn't make sense. So the other things that I had on here that I, that you were talking about, um, were about Kavanaugh mm-hmm. and excuse me. We never talked about president Trump mocking Christine Blasey Ford. This Which is correct. Dog shit. Um, we don't. It doesn't really matter now. Um, it's just another shitty thing that the president did. Yeah. Um, just seems like an, your average Tuesday. Two things that I thought were important that we didn't get to touch on were that the lawyer, what's her name, Rachel Mitchell, that yeah. the Republicans brought in. Um, she was the a prosecutor. Moment, yeah, when she was questioning Brett Kavanaugh, right? The moment that she started to like really get on a roll and was starting to get. Talk, getting to talk to him and question to him about a night that maybe could fit the description of the night that Christine Blasey Ford is talking about. Mm-hmm. That is when the Republicans took their time back and they started to question Brett Kavanaugh instead of her, which is not surprising, but is, again, a shitty move by the Republicans for them to claim that they're the ones being objective when they're doing shit like that. You mm-hmm. know? They brought her in to question both of them and then only let her go half the time because – and that's also when Lindsey Graham went the fuck off. Yeah. And that's that same time. So that's – which is interesting because he's a usually usually he's, a very well-tempered man. So yeah. interesting time for – and this is 
just you know this is just me providing another um possibility view. yeah but you know oh how very convenient that this is the time that his lid blows you know is when she's just starting to get to a point where someone could start tight yeah know? well that's uh, and i think part of that goes to the fact that i mean one angle of that i would say is that at least with the christine blasey ford time that she was I mean, there was a lot of interrupting and stopping and and the way i mean i think it's understand the way that a prosecutor like her would work is they start out slow and easy and then it's it's a long-term game of momentum and eventually you just get going and you start to get on a roll and i think that's when you look at the kavanaugh side of it he actually or she actually had a time to get that that train moving and to start to get the momentum. Yeah. And as soon as it started to go wrong, or could have possibly gone wrong, they said, okay, no, pull the brake. We're jumping back in. Which, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, you know, it is what it is. It's bullshit. But it's no, it's just <clears throat> political games, man. Political yeah. games leaking into the, you know, real world. Affecting just a little too much. And then I also wanted to touch on the region that that woman was there, right? Because Rachel Mitchell was there. And this also ties into Orrin Hatch being in the Senate for way too fucking long, right? Yeah. Because she was there to defend, to protect people like Orrin Hatch, right? Because he was in the on the Judiciary Committee when... Yeah, the uh, Anita Hill. Anita Hill. Clarence Anita Thomas Hill hearings. was testifying... And the way that he treated her was fucking disgusting. Yeah. You know, he put forward the theory that she was making this up and had got all, like, some of this shit from uh, the book The Exorcist. And she had taken that and she had spun that into the story that she's telling to the Senate. You know what I'm saying? There's all these people that were instantly assuming that she's lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even willing to give credibility. But that's a whole nother. But... Yeah. But that's exactly why she was there is because the last time something like this happened or in Hatch and other people on this on the Judiciary Committee that I can find more names if you want. If somebody's going to request that. But that's the one that really stood out to me because of how horrible he was. But he was not the only one that openly shit on her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For no fucking reason. Like, yeah, I think that so. uh, that does. I mean, it's it's a safety move on their term. On their part, anyways, the Republicans' part. And I think it, when you look at the day and age we're in with the, the Me Too movement so prevalent and, you know, believe all women, all this stuff, like they would have no other political choice to do that because of how messy it was for them before. Right. You can't play by the same rules anymore, um, <laughs> especially because much, you know, so many more people are interested now. So many more people are watching and everybody's. You know, the way they perceive things are completely different. Yes. And what just happened there? Just stopped him on fucking fourth and one. God damn, that was beautiful. Fourth and one. Yep. Got beautiful. Him. I love a nice uh, denial shit. like that. Oh, oh, I love it. So there was a... Uh, on the fucking 50. God damn it. <laughs> that was that last touchdown they got was really a shitty thing to watch, but... Um, did, it, did it hurt you emotionally? They're good. There's there's no fucking denying it. Washington yeah. is good. Like there's they are by all with no question the best team that we've played all year. So that's they're good. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so did you have anything else you wanted to add? Look at me. 
Polygamy. I asked people in the pre-show. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I asked people in the pre-show at the end of the pre-show. I left you with this. Why is polygamy illegal? Right? Indeed. Because we've been watching that show, Three Wives, One Husband, that's on Netflix. <laughs> and it's about these people, I swear to God, Colin, you would actually really like where they live. You would be really into it. Not Pause the button. lifestyle. Is this a reality yes. show? It's okay. a British show. Oh, but really? it's about people in America. Interesting. Um, and they live in Utah. Indeed. Right? Um, and there's this giant, like, red rock canyon. And they have, oh my God, that was a dime. Um, <laughs> they have blasted holes in it and then built houses inside of the holes, like caves almost, but the front of the houses stick out the cave. That's kind of cool. It's really fucking rad. I like, like that. You should watch it even just for a minute just to check out where they live because it's really kind of rad. And so they all live like in this, you know, little colony there. And one dude named Enoch, who has um, two wives and like 17 children or something like oh. that. And then one guy named Abel, who had three wives. And. Um, he did not have as many kids as Enoch did, but Enoch <laughs> Still, had another kid named Enoch James. Um, Enoch but, James. Yeah. So. I wonder if there was a. So if you have a family where one of your kids is named Abel. Yeah. Do you dare name your other son Cain? I don't know. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Um, one thing that seems that, like a recipe for disaster. One thing that was interesting on that show is Abel, um, his brother died. And before his brother died, he asked Abel to take on his two wives and his children. Wow. And Abel was like, yeah, I'll do it. It's like, it, it's the right thing to do. Like, as soon as he asked me, I had no question. The right thing to do is to marry his two wives and take his children into my house. So, I mean, from like a, hey, can you take care of my my family for me now that I'm gone? Yes. And I think that's what it is. But. The whole at the wives aspect and because when that happens, they know they are one family now. That's how it works. He just got more wives, more kids. That's a trip. Yes. Um, one of them did not. Neither of them married Abel. I don't think by the end of the show, um, one of them tried to find someone else and the other one was just happy with just her children. Hmm. But so while we're watching this, right? Yeah. I'm start, I started thinking, I think Jordan is the one that actually asked me, like, why is polygamy illegal? And I was like, I don't mm. fucking know. Like, I, I don't know, like, exactly what it is that makes it illegal, right? So we started talking about it. We talked about it a bunch of times. Oh, shit. That was a big old hit on Justin Herbert. That was terrible. Um, so we started talking about it, all the possible reasons, like tax reasons and, and you know, if someone dies, what do you do with all the stuff? And everything and so i looked it up and it seems like the only reason that it's illegal is because people don't like it i can see that and i don't necessarily agree with that yeah <laughs> i don't i also I'm sorry. Don't necessarily i thought this was america with polygamy myself because i wouldn't do that you know i don't want to have another wife and like more children and stuff with like another no. person that also lives in my same house because the one dude, Abel, had a triplex. Like, they oh. just spent a different night, you know, rotating nights in each housing unit. Wow. And then uh, Enoch, 
he had a duplex that you know just he just switched houses every other night. That's strange. I don't get it. But hey, by then to each their own, I guess. Man, third wife. He had brought a third wife in, um, and I I said it in the pre-show, and I'm going to say it now. I love my wife dearly. I know you love yours. Oh yeah. But I would go insane if I had another strong female opinion in this house. I would lose it. Those people are interesting individuals. Mind you, they have a whole, like, sub-society that kind of, I don't want to say suppresses women's right or ability, but, I mean, in those type of communes and stuff, the man is clearly in charge of all decisions. So, check this, right? Because also part of the show was, oh, Jesus, that was a terrible hit. It's a tarting call, so it's first and ten. I'm sorry. It was a re- it was really bad. Um, but like Herbert's, he was on the ground for a minute. Um, but damn, that guy's getting out of the game. Ooh, got hurt. Anyway, Ouch. the guy Abel. Oh no 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 no! This this is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so um, they were actively trying to fight legislation in Utah that was making it illegal for them to have multiple wives right because it's already something that's not recognized they can only legally marry one person and then just call the other one their wives like religiously Um, but then this was going to make that illegal and so they were actively fighting that legislation right because the argument from the state senate was that overwhelmingly maybe not i don't think the guy said overwhelmingly but he said in a majority of cases the women are abused or there's like like child molestation or child abuse or whatever but all these people looked incredibly happy. All the children looked fine. They were all clean. They were all, and the cameras were there for over a year. Mm-hmm. And all the children looked healthy. They were all having enough to eat. They were all clean. Everybody was fine. Like they were all fun, you know, and happy and shit. And no, no signs of uh, abuse. No, not at all. Um, and they go to school. They, they're not. They're not homeschooled. There's a bus that comes to the compound and picks them all up and takes them to school. That's so cool. They might go to a religious school. They probably do, but yeah. they're not being homeschooled. You know what I'm saying? All the all the people go to work. They all have jobs. Like they just live in this place, and they all shop in regular stores and do all mm-hmm. this stuff and whatever. Um, but, and I think that the law did not end up, or the bill did not end up being passed in Utah. So it wasn't. Like, yeah, that seems know, like a kind of a, a weird were, attack they could, on they like could face jail time, and it used yeah. to be that way in Utah, and then they. They took that mm-hmm. away, um, but yeah, that kind what? of feels. What's that? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, Isn't that kind of an infringement on freedom of religion? I mean, if it's not hurting argument. anybody, you know, that's their argument. But I mean, the, even if some people are in that situation where there is abuse t- taking place, and you know. You know, if there's pedophilia or whatever, I mean, any kind of standard, you know, abuse that anybody has the possibility of growing up with. Yeah. Um, if that is taking place, of course, you know, crack down on that particular situation. But but if no, one I'm here, not going to judge you for living that way. If you are all essentially living like good, upstanding American citizens who all have jobs, your kids go to school, everyone's fed, you guys are making money, the economy. It, you're contributing to the economy. You pay taxes. I mean, but then again, I'm somebody who believes that the state has 
zero right in dictating marriage whatsoever. Well, the fact that we have to go get a license from the state to get married to somebody is beyond my comprehension other than the fact that it's it's a money play because they have to make sure that you're filing taxes correctly or yeah. you know whatever which I still think there's that's not an excuse but I can understand how we got there but I don't agree with it but I don't think I don't have any problems with that as long as everyone's cons- everything's consensual well and, and everything's fine because it's largely religiously based, right? Mm-hmm. Like these people truly believe that for them to reach, they said multiple times, for them to reach the highest levels of heaven, they have to, what was it? The children, the mother of nations, right? Yeah, that they needed to like, they needed to have as many wives and as many children as they can have, you know? And that's, I'm not religious, right? So that shit doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a fundamentalist Mormon. That doesn't make sense to me. That's not me. That's none of my fucking business, you know? That has nothing to do with me. You know, I am very much on the exact same page as you. It's as long as you're not abusing your children and your wives, they're not being deprived of rights and everybody's having a good time, do what the fuck you want. I don't yeah. care if you want to have fucking 60 kids, you know? As long as there's no incest going on, you're not fucking your own kids, you're not doing weird shit, if you can afford to have those children, if you can support them, do you, you know? But if you're having so many kids and you're living off the state because mm. you can't do that, that's a problem. That is you know? a problem. But if you are – that dude was some type of mason. I mean he's building houses and doing all kinds of shit able. So he's he obviously has dollars to live where what he's doing. And he builds all the houses in that canyon so he like, you know. What's the tax credit on – what's the kid tax credit for that? I don't know. Yo. Um, like that might be – just to, that's a that's an argument to get people to get the government out of marriage because you don't have to give all those people tax credits for their kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, and um, like I said, the the council there is like all of the fathers and mm-hmm. like of the husbands, you know. But yeah. the the wives there very much had sway in the things that happened. Um, I'm like sure. When they went there, the husbands were were appealing for the things that their wives had said. You know, it's like my wives are telling me this, my wife is saying this to me, like my wife saw you doing this and she's not fucking happy about it. Like my wives are chirping in my ear like they're doing this. So like they, while the men were the representation, it did not seem as though women were third rate citizens. They're like the the local like, politicians and all their wives are the constituents yeah, exactly. and they have to do Yeah, exactly. they're not the boss, they're just the ones sitting on the council. Yeah. One guy was shooting his gun off around the houses and some dude's wives didn't like that. You know, and so yeah. I was like, Listen, don't fucking do that. My wives don't like it and they like even gave him a ticket, like fucking a little fine, you know, <laughs> of like Yo, oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Let people do what they want to do as long as they're not hurting anybody. It's fine. Yeah. I think it's called like Red Rock Canyon or something like that. But Red Rock Canyon. It was pretty wild. So That's true. I want to go there just to see the houses now. That seems really cool. I'm telling houses you. Houses built into the cliff, man. Yeah. You oh, should check that'd it be out. so cool. You, it's, it was really pretty rad. Man. The um, stuff you can do with that. That would be. Man, that'd be cool. Yeah. No, they were nice houses too. That's Good insulation. Can yeah. you get any better? That's exactly what Jordan said. <laughs> Man, you'd save so much money. Yeah. I want to start living in a hobbit house now. Live underground. That'd be dope. I have a bunch of skylights, so I get lots of cool natural light. Why not? That'd be fun. 
super insulated. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> Will you, do you have the Sling app on your phone? Will you download it real quick? Uh-oh. I got to do sports, but it's coming into fucking clutch time in the game. <laughs> I got <laughs> to be able to do both of these things at the same time. Oh, that's funny. So. Well, I had one more if you want to screw around with it for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. While she's doing that, then and I'll prep for sports. Okay. I got to do my pickings. I got to do a bunch of shit on my phone, but I got to mm-hmm. so, be watching the end of this game. November's coming. Yes. Midterms are coming. Yes. You know, ballots are out. Have you got, uh, do you do the absentee thing? Yes. Okay. Have So have you gotten your ballot yet and all that? Not yet. Not for okay. November. You should pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Did the primary ones. But there's a lot of interesting things. On that ballot. Yes. And so that kind of led me. Yeah, weird, weird stuff. Um, Some of it's weird. Some of it's pretty interesting, but uh, we'll see what happens. But anyways, that led me to just kind of screwing around the the state legislation websites and and playing around. And I I got onto this, the 2018 legislative agenda for our state legislature. And there was an interesting thing, and I'll have to look into it. So fact check on that one. Um. If anything ever came out of this, anything culminated, but there was an initiative that they were looking into, not initiative, but a, you know, a legislative topic that they were going to hit. Bill. And it, yeah. And it something? was called a cool off period for politicians. And essentially what this did or what it would have done is give any politician that got out of office, that's getting out of office, um, not any, there's some exemptions, but for the most part, most politicians would you'd have to be out of office for a year before you could take up a job as a lobbyist. I like that. And I thought that was pretty cool. It, it I don't, kind of hits the same tones for me as like the, the term limits type of stuff. Yeah. It, it makes me feel good about, okay, yeah, there's, there's an obvious conflict of interest there that I think we do a poor job mitigating, especially on the federal level. And it would be nice to have – like a test case where we have this, you know, can we make it any better? Is does do does lobbying change to be a little bit more? I don't know, easy to swallow. I don't know. Lobbying is essential, but it's also got it's pretty skeevy. There's a lot of jobs I don't think that you should be able to like switch back and forth. And I think know? that's why like ever, yeah, like there, you know. Um, I don't know. You definitely shouldn't be able to go from like a lobbyist for the fucking agriculture industry, you know, to then go and work in the agriculture department. Yeah. Like there's shit like you just shouldn't like just shit you should not be able to do after having you got too many friends. You know, you know too many people in that world that it's and I mean, gonna, And that's the idea behind getting lobbyists that are f- former politicians is they know the system they they have contacts they have they know how it works and what the best way would would be to introduce legislature that would you know help that industry out and that's kind of that that crappy kind of crony capitalism type of situation that gets kind of kind of hairy when it's misused yeah but i understand the need for lobbyists but yeah i mean this idea of a cool off period i, like I, I thought it was pretty cool and yeah. i yeah I don't. Well, I, think I didn't see idea. any actual legislation come out of it, but I'll have to look into that and follow up on it. But, but it's something they're talking about. Yeah, I was interested. I thought you would be down with something like that, but you know, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I fuck with that. You know, because that's like a 
not so much limiting government, but it's it's limiting that that uh, possible corruption factor. You know, it helps bring that down. I would think. God damn it! You know. Yeah. Are they are they dropping it at the end? <clears throat> no, he. They're just the pass rush is not strong enough. Like mm-hmm. he, Jake Browning doesn't even look like he's that elusive. But they just aren't. There's a hole, and he just just like, slips through yeah, and is able to get out there and make a pass. So he's he's not terrible. He's so, like Justin Herbert, but he's not terrible. Do you have anything else hands that, are sure that you want to hit from the grab bag, or can we jump into sports? We can't jump into sports. So let me just ask you right off the bat, sports. Um, is that uh, a quarterback you think that's going to be looking at a NFL career? The one for Oregon? Oh, or Jake, what are you talking Jake about? Browning Jake Browning is the quarterback for Washington. Okay. Because um, you seem to be – he seems to be doing pretty good. It is certainly possible. Okay. Um, he is no Justin Herbert, but he is <laughs> – like he's pretty good. Okay. Um, but his receivers also have hands that are – Sure as fuck. Oh yeah. So you I'm throw gonna, it, they will catch it. Yeah, there are a lot of receivers for Oregon that that don't have the greatest hands, so they're dropping a lot of shit. There's only one dude that has like really, really solid hands, um, Mitchell. Um, <clears throat> but Justin Herbert, the quarterback for Oregon, they're they're talking about him going number one overall. So he's he's an amazing talent, Justin Herbert. For yeah. Um, so he might have a. Oh, he's definitely got a career. He's got a career. They're just not sure if he's going to make himself eligible, declare. That's what it is. They're not mm. sure if he's going to declare this year or next year, maybe. Or do his senior year and then because mm. he's just a junior right now. Yeah, because I guess you, you take that gamble of that extra year of experience, <laughs> but then you're also kind of gambling against the fact that during that next year you won't get hurt and uh, your yeah, whole you career could, get could be hurt. over. Your offers could be shittier because yeah. at that point you don't have any more options. I mean, you can go and try and be a fifth-year senior, but only if you've, like, redshirted and done this other stuff. <clears throat> and so that's, you know, it depends. Um, some people – I mean, obviously, I think it's good to get your degree. If you're already that, if yeah. you're that fucking far, you know, it's good to get your degree. But um, you do certainly risk being under – being bought for lower the next year because you don't have any more options at mm-hmm. that point. You know, it's this or nothing because, you know, you can go and be on a practice squad somewhere or get drafted even lower or whatever, go to another shitty team or what the fuck ever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it's a, another year to develop, another year to get a little bit better and do whatever. But, and I'm, I've heard, and I don't know this because I'm not that into it, but I've heard that the, the jump in skill level required from being the best college quarterback to being a mediocre NFL quarterback is pretty substantial. Way different. And yeah, so way different. you can have somebody that's a complete beast, but then not, not perform in the NFL and just disappear. So the best way to think about it, right, um, is when you're playing in college and you're playing in a, in a big power conference, right, Pac-12, Big Ten, shit like that, SEC. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you're playing against defenses that maybe have like three or four NFL quality players on it. When you're playing in the NFL, they're all NFL quality players, all 11 of them. Yeah. You know, so there's, it's a huge difference between those two, you know, because there are, 
in almost any college game, they're going to be able to find some type of soft spot in the defense that they can pick off. You know, mm-hmm. almost always that's what they can do. You know, because they're not all professionals. There's right. some professionals in there. Some of them, <clears throat> some of them are people that are only playing part of the game. You know, they're just guys that are in there for fillers. They're they're D linemen or linebackers that are playing a third of the snaps. You mm-hmm. know, so they're not guys that are going to go and play in the NFL next year. You know, they're yeah. going to play in college, and that's going to be it. So. You're playing against other people that are like that when you're not playing against NFL players. So <clears throat> that's the big difference between those two. But I mean, it makes sense. People are bigger, stronger, yeah. faster. You know. That's, yeah. Thank it, God. Thank it, fucking God. Stopped them. Yep. Got a sack. <laughs> Third and three. Oi. So I was going to say. Left. Uh, before we get into too much more, because I had like I had a, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, but. You want to hit like the injuries or something real quick while I run and take a uh, take a break skis? Yes. I'm about ready to pop, bro. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, sir. I'll be right back. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I think I only have like three injuries this week, uh, but Colin's usually pretty quick. Uh, Corey Grant, babe, I know you know who that is. Uh, he was the running back for the Jaguars, still is, but he suffered a Liz Frank injury, and I don't know what the fuck that is, but he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Jay Ajayi tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, and then D'Anthony Hopkins, this man in this jersey right here, uh, he he got hurt. So I don't think he's going to play this week for the Chiefs. I'm not really sure what the jam is with that. Um, but that's all that I really have for injuries this week. So the next thing is the motherfucking Pickums. And the first game was the Thursday night game, obviously. It was Eagles-Giants, and I picked that one right. It was beautiful. The Eagles won 34 to 13. Uh, Eli Manning looked like absolute trash. Saquon Barkley looked fucking incredible. Um, <clears throat> so the next game is one of the 10 o'clock games, and it is Chargers Browns. We're doing the pickums now, Colin. Pickums. Um, so the first one is Chargers Browns. The Chargers are 62% Browns, 38. And I'm going to go with the Chargers. Chargers. Um, after that is Bills Texans. Texans are ninety three percent. Bills seven. I'm going to go with the Texans. Uh, after that is Panthers Redskins. Mm. Panthers seventy seven. Redskins twenty three. That's my quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, the next game is Bears Dolphins. Bears seventy six. Dolphins twenty four. The Bears are three and one. The Dolphins are three and two. Bears. You I just got a Bears? feeling. I got a feeling. I put dolphins down when I did this on Thursday because you have to fill them all out so oh. that the first one counts. But then yeah. I come back and I do them again on the podcast. So Yeah, because you got to get that Thursday game in. Yeah. God damn it. Fourth <laughs> and three, they got the fucking first down. One minute left. Dun, dun, this dun. Yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> they win by three. I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. Um. I love it. It's like torture. So, fuck. So next, I'm going with the Bears. Yeah. Um, the next one is Steelers Bengals. Steelers 36 percent. Bengals 64. Steelers. Steelers are two, two and one, and the Bengals are four and one. I'm going to go ahead and go Steelers. Yeah. After that is Hawks Raiders. Seahawks mm. 78. Raiders 22. Yeah, that one is. Hawks are two and three. Raiders are one and four. I think the Hawks are taking that one. Yeah. Um, after that is Colts Jets. The Colts are one and four, and the Jets are two and three. Colts 27. Jets 73%. I picked the Colts in this one because they need to fucking win. So 
and Andrew Luck can slang it. So I, th- I think I'm going to go with the Colts. In that okay. one. Uh, after I can that, get down on that. After that is Cardinals Vikings. Cardinals are one and four. They have two percent, and the Vikings are ninety eight percent and two two and one. I picked the Vikings on that one. Yeah, I think uh, the Cardinals look like trash. Yeah, <clears throat> Vikings are pretty good this year. Yes, and the one after that is Buccaneers Falcons. Buccaneers mm. are two and two, and the Falcons are one and four. And the Falcons are 82% favorites to the Buccaneers, 18%. And I picked the Falcons on that one. Okay. The Falcons need to win also. Yeah. Um, after that is Rams-Broncos. Rams are 5-0. and oh, The Broncos are 2-3. and three. Rams 92%. Rams. Broncos 8. Yeah, I also Rams. picked the Rams. They're a fucking powerhouse right now. Rams going to the Super Bowl this year. Um, I, I truly believe that. I said that like two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Like, they could go to the bowl. Like that's truly possible. They could go to the fucking bowl. Yeah, um, unless some, some people start getting hurt or something. I mean – they're looking good. But they've stayed pretty healthy thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Ravens Titans, and Ravens are fifty three percent. Titans are forty seven percent. The Ravens are three and two. The Titans are three and two. I picked the That's Titans. A tough one. Mariota plays for the Titans. I bet you um, that'll be a good game. I think it will be a good yeah, game because that feels like a toss up to me right now. Yeah. Um. Next one is Jags Cowboys. Jags three and two. Cowboys two and three. Jags eighty two percent. Cowboys eighteen. Mm. I pick the Jags. Yeah, I think they can do it. the The Dallas defense is kind of trash. So yeah, um, it's not terrible, but it's not great. They can turn it up, so. but that's not consistently good or bad. Yeah, I mean, it's and just not great. The Sunday night game, Con. This is going to be a great fucking game. Chiefs Pats. Dog. Chiefs five and zero, Pats three and two. Chiefs forty one percent, Pats fifty nine percent. Tom how, Brady's coming out there with a win. How's the Chiefs D? Chiefs defense is horrible. Yes, that's, that's why Patty Mahomes is is throwing so many touchdowns is because he's having to he's having to throw so many touchdowns. Yeah, it's because their defense is trash. Man, maybe Gronk will actually get a little play time. Oh, he man, will. give him the ball, please. I need to take Jordan down this week. I've had a rough couple weeks. And this week, I was looking at your guys' matchup. And with the people you have on by, this is like the week that she could really be is like yeah. this one. So Yeah, I'm hurting right now. Yeah, you're in a rough spot. There's three <sighs> fucking seconds left, third and one. Third and, and one. kick a goddamn field goal to win this game. Boop, boop. I hope he misses the fucking field goal. Oh, that would be glorious. <clears throat> yeah, I hope they block it and fucking return it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That would be great. Fuck overtime. Block that shit and return it to the fucking house. Dude, dogs. Embarrass these motherfuckers and go for another 12 years. That's what I'm saying. Because it, the last two years, the last season one before that, 12 in a row for the Ducks. 12 wow. in a row. Fuck y'all. So if they lose this one, it's over? <clears throat> that their their streak is over? No, the last two years, the Huskies have oh, won okay. also. So this would be three in a row for the Huskies. Got it. I'm, I'm really curious because this is going to happen like any second. Dun, dun, any dun. Second, yeah. They're kicking, they're, um, the kicker's coming out. So I'm going to go... Jesus Christ. Um, you're, you're going Pats? I'm going to go Pats on that yeah. one. Um, and the next one is the Monday night game, San Francisco-Green Bay. That's going to be a weak-ass game. Uh, I'm going to love that game. The Packers are going to win. One I love the Packers. San Francisco's one and four. Packers are two, two and one. Your mom's going to get some points, bro, because she's still running Aaron Rodgers, I think. Yep. Yeah. He's going to throw on them all night. Yeah. 
So those are my pickums for this week. We finally did it. That's we like one out of is. three. Yep. Uh, now, I did the injuries, but there's only like two or three, so that wasn't a big deal. So now I'm going to do the announcements. Um, Isaiah Crowell, he went the fuck off last week. He had like over 200 yards rushing. He's the running back for the Jets, and he said the Jets' single-game rushing record. Ooh. 219 yards in one game rushing. It was absurd. Um, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> they did it. They did it. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. What's happening? Oregon got a timeout off before the fucking kick happened, and the kick oh. went on. If they ice this motherfucker, oh my god! <laughs> Woo! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! They just... Oh my god! Okay. So oh, that's good. Saquon Barkley, he went the fuck off on Thursday night. Um, he's the third player in NFL history to have a hundred plus yards in the first four games, and he's the second player to do it in the first five because wow. as of. Thursday. That's his fifth game with 100 plus yards. As a rookie, it's fucking absurd. Um, I want to talk about Drew Brees last. Broncos, they cut their punter. I remember I talked about him last week. Um, that they <clears throat> they put their punter on IR and they were going to cut him when he was healthy, but they fucking cut him anyway. No. Already. Um, no job for you. The Giants are going to cut their left tackle, Eric Flowers. If he wasn't traded by Tuesday, and I don't think I got traded, so I'm pretty sure that they cut him. Bye-bye. Um, Antonio Brown is being accused and sued of throwing furniture off of a 14th floor balcony. Whoa. And almost crushing a child. Oh. Yes. So there's some serious shit going on around Antonio Brown. Yes. Um, Antonio so Brown. I will. Congrats. Keep, I will keep that. Jeez. Bro, oh CTE attacks again. Did they miss? I think that they missed the fucking field goal. Did they miss after that timeout? I truly oh, think that that's what just happened. That oh looks like a miss. God. So they're going into OT? Um, the Ducks get the ball yeah. back at that place because, yeah, they missed it. So the Ducks get the ball back if there's any time left. If not, then it goes into OT. And I'm going to have to hang out here for a little while. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but that's all right. Um, but other than that, the Jags, they signed Jamal Charles running back because uh, Fournette is out for a couple weeks. And then Ryan Grant, he, he has a Liz Frank injury. I don't know what that is, but he's out for the rest of the year. Hmm. Um, and then the Browns signed Brashad Perriman, who is, yep, it's going into OT. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is fucking crazy. Okay. He's so, not excited about this game uh, whatsoever. So the Browns signed a new receiver, Brashad Perriman. Um, and that's the last thing that I have besides fucking Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Right? Drew Brees broke the record for the most passing yards in NFL history with like over 71,000 fucking yards. Yeah. Right? Beat out Brett Favre and Peyton Manning. Manning. Yep. So that's crazy as fuck as it is, right? The thing... That struck me the most. Okay. Right? Was the first thing he did when that happened, right? Gets the ball, gets his certificate, walks over to the sideline because his family's on the sideline, right? Yep. Gets down and he looks at his kids, right? And he says, I love you guys, right? He said, you can do whatever you want in life. Don't ever forget that, right? And I was like. I got chills. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. Right? That it impressed me on so many different levels, right? <laughs> First of all, that as an incredible fucking NFL player, right? Mm-hmm. As an incredible football player, 
as an incredible man, right? And as an incredible father, that you are going to take possibly the greatest achievement in your professional life and not take it for yourself, but use it as an opportunity to remind your children, no one can tell you what you can do. You can do fucking anything you want in life. You know what I'm saying? Like Drew Brees came out of a college that's known for basketball. He came out of Purdue, right? Yep. Then he went to San Diego. And when he when he played for the Chargers, like three or four years into that, they draft Phillip Rivers, who is still playing, who is like the passing leader several years in a row, right? Fucks his shoulder up in the last year of his contract, goes to Miami, and they tell him that they're not going to clear him to play, that he's not allowed to play anymore. Then he goes to New Orleans. Fucking Hurricane Katrina happens. He breaks the fucking record. Like, he's doing all this crazy shit. All these times, he's broken all of these fucking barriers, you know? And now he's sitting there, and and instead of taking a second to be like, I fucking did it. Like, fuck everybody. Fuck everyone that told me I couldn't do it. Let me remind my kids, you know? Don't ever fucking forget that you can do whatever you want. Like, I thought that was so fucking incredible. I got goosebumps. Just thinking about that whole thing again. I was blown away. That that is what he did with that. Commentators you know? literally, because that happened right going into the half, like right almost, in the second right? half. Yeah. yeah, and so the rest of the game. Yep, they talked about that. The rest of the yeah. game, it, it was, was incredible. So impactful. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I thought it was awesome. I could not have yeah. been more impressed with Drew Brees at that point. Like I never did. I never disliked Drew Brees, but at that point, I was like. You're in, bro. You're a fucking star. Yep. Like, you're one you of my faves. Star. So, yeah. No, I thought it was absolutely incredible that he did that. And, and I can, you know, on a touchdown pass, if I do on not. A fucking uh, like 40 yard touchdown yeah. pass to break the goddamn NFL passing record. It was like, so dope. It could not have happened any more of a beautiful fashion. Yeah. In that, the you know. Superdome. In the Superdome. At yep. home. Yep. The team that brought him to the championship that, you know, he's won Super Bowls with. Like, that's duck. Come on now, son. You yeah. know? That's You talk about poetic. Pick picture perfect situa- situation Two for that to happen. Weeks from fucking Earl Thomas to Drew Brees, you know, like incredible moments in NFL history that just happened. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, that is crazy. This has been an incredible season of football. And it's things like this. And it's only week five. This is like week six right here. It's yeah. Week six. six. And it's shit like this that like other people who don't appreciate football would tell me that that's stupid, you know. But when I sit back and, and look at stuff like this, I'm like, I fucking love football. Like, it's only this that has provided me with these things, you know. I'm yeah. not a person who can who can look at any type of art, you know, or even, like, listen to music and pick up on, on the on the symbolism and, and all the things that are hidden in there. Symbolism. But when I saw Earl Thomas flip off the Seahawks sidelines... Because, like I said, that moment is the perfect culmination of reasons why he wanted a contract and they didn't want to give him a contract. Yep. You know, I'm like, that's it. I'm like, that's fucking poetry, dog. Like, it is. It, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, that crazy. makes sense to me right there. And it's it's things like that 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 give that to me, you know, that I can't get from even all the books that I enjoy. You know, I think it's a great book. And I'm not going to get out of it what I'm supposed to get out of it because that's just not who I am. You know, maybe you just need but, to read better books, bro. That's all I'm saying. But that is not lost on me. Absolutely so. not. Well, I did want to ask you about something before we finish that. Not to, uh, it's kind of hard to go from Drew Brees to our Australian kicker, our punter, Michael Dixon, the drop kick specialist. He's fantastic. What do you think about this dropkick business? He's fantastic. It's crazy. He's doing it well. It's so cool. 
And no one else does this thing. And he got it from what? Australian rules football? Or yeah. if, if that's what they call it. I yeah. don't think it's the same thing as rugby. Um, I believe so. I'm not so. totally sure. I but, know he played rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where like that's where the punting skill comes from. Is They do all this weird shit with punts because of how often they kick the ball playing rugby. Um, but I don't know that much about rugby. So, yeah, I don't know. You know. And I don't know exactly where he came from. I know they got to come here and go to college. And then they can play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So... It was. It's just every time I see him get up there, and he just he drops the ball a couple times, practice, and then boom. He's wow. fantastic. He is great. Yeah, and he's an incredible punter. Um, absolutely incredible. He's kicking that thing fucking sixty yards every time, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's and it's hang time. He's yes. got hang time for days, which is the important part because you got to get your, your you know your defense essentially time to get all the way up and be able to yeah. stop them. Where they're at, force that uh, that fair catch. Well, especially with the new kicking rule, right? Because on kickoffs and stuff, they used to have a running start with the kicker. You know, they mm-hmm. would they would yeah. get ten yards back and they would get the right start. And they don't do that anymore. They stand there, and once the kicker gets to you, then you get to go. Right? I've never kind of thought about that. Yeah, yeah, that's a new rule this year, and so that hang time on like a drop kick and stuff like that is way more important because way that more. gives them more time to be further down the field because they're not they don't have the ten yard head start to be cooking like they did last year, you know? So Yeah, man. I, I, I just didn't even realize that happened. It's a strategy. Skated you know? by and me. I think it's really interesting. I love it. Washington just had to settle for a field goal. Well I think that's that's all I got home. And they fucking oh they made it I thought they missed it. It was too dark. Oh. I couldn't see it, but they fucking made it. That's all right. All, right. all we have to do is go down, march down, get a fucking teeter. We're out of here. We're fucking out of here. They got this. Spencer's getting a beer thrown at him, and he's coming home. Everything's going to be fun. <laughs> so, um, we're, that's all that I have. Oh, I got to open my phone back up so I can pull a line up. Get that line, baby. Because that's all that I have for sports. We did the pickums. Mm-hmm. We did the... There was some kind of pop culture start, pop culturey stuff that I was playing around with. I was thinking about bringing up, but I think I'm going to kind of let it develop for the next couple of days. Okay, and that's a so possible preview for next week. I'm really interested in in what's happening with this Kanye West visit to President Trump at the White House last yeah, Thursday. Yeah, let me look into that Cause because I, that yeah, it'll I think that'll be a fun one because it's we'll we'll touch it on we'll touch on it in yeah. pop culture next week. And yeah, it'll be fun. So stick around. Look forward to that next week. Yeah. Oh, this. God damn it. I keep quoting my <laughs> I deleted something. And I'm like, yeah, word. Yeah, I, did, I totally did that. It's like, oh, wait. I forgot what I was doing all together. Yeah. Okay. I definitely do that. Okay. A lot. Well, do you have anything else you want to cover? T-shirts. 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 Um, and we'll, we talked about this at the beginning. And we'll, we'll put it up on the, on the websites and on Instagram again and stuff like that. Um, but again... T-shirts, we have them. If you want them, let us know. If you leave us a review on any of the social medias, which I'm going to tell you about in just a second, and you screenshot it and send it to us, we'll give you a discount on the T-shirts. Word. On your first T-shirt. Not every T-shirt. Your <laughs> oh, first yeah. T-shirt. Your first, your first set your of first merch. Per- yeah, your first um, set of merch. So, yeah. Hit us up. Send us a review. Uh, Twitter, Salt of the Street, Big Bird Offy, Big Bird Offy on Instagram, Alpaca underscore Donna on Instagram, saltofthestreets.com to find everything. YouTube, Salt of the Streets. Instagram, think, yeah. Salt of the Streets. Everything. Facebook, Salt of the Streets. 
Salt of the streets.com. Pretty sure I just said that. You can but Google salt of the streets and you'll get it. That's the first thing. We are number one Googleability in salt of the streets. <laughs> so that's a fucking word. My wife Googleability. Um, but that is all that I have to say about that. Is that, a scra- is that Scrabble legal? Because if it's not, it should be. Googleability? Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> so, man, this close. Third and 11. The Ducks are on like the 20. 20- Six. Oh. It's fucking close right now. Oh, it's They're happening. Down by three. There's the first down. God damn it, that's beautiful. <laughs> On the fucking 10. Oh my God. Down to the 10. Okay. So, <laughs> it's how anticlimactic they get to hear all this and not the outcome of the game. <laughs> like, that's, you're just going to have to look up the score at this point. It's okay. They'll, they'll know how it ends by the time this comes out. <laughs> not anybody who doesn't care about college football. They've just heard about this whole thing, you know? They don't watch college football, then it's they might true. care because they care about me. You know, that's if they're a fan of the show, then they care about me and the things that I care about. And that's really what I'm talking about. So <sighs> anyway, Colin, you think that I'm fucking hardcore about the ducks. You want to see hardcore? This is the list of doctors that I'm going to kill. Whoa. 